Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Alright. 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 Welcome everybody, it's Thursday, February 9th, this is the Mike Rutherford Show, coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios, visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. We're on the air today, normal hours, 3 to 6 here on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the planet, you know it's better as the big X, uh, Mike Rutherford here in the pilot seat, Trevor Kelsey behind the glass, day, what, 15 straight of Rockin' Eagles gear, he's gearing up, we now are just four days away. Been a long time since we lost. Been a long time since, well, the we there is, is you specific. That's fine. No, it's a we. It, 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 it's a, I'm it, giving more to that team than some of these players have. Well, I meant for the show. Oh, oh yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I, our we is, is Louisville sports, and it has not been that long since we lost. But that's we'll try to stay away from that as much as possible today. We'll try to focus as much today on the Super Bowl, on the women's team playing Virginia tonight on whatever the hell we can besides Louisville men's basketball. Because yesterday was sad. Out of all the sad shows that we've done since the Lenore Ryan loss in late October, or even like going back to the summer when we were upset about the roster and not getting players and all that stuff, yesterday may have been may have been rock bottom for the show. It, it was rock bottom for the team, 34-point loss to, to set a new single-season record. But just the the total just sadness and anger and... There were no positive emotions on yesterday's show. And by the end, I just I needed I needed like seventy five drinks. And this is somebody who I've not had a drink since last June, but I felt the need to have like seventy five drinks when I got home. I didn't do it, but the show made me feel that way. We're going to try to not do that. You had a good Wednesday. I know you you were texting me about AEW people whose names meant absolutely nothing to me. You still were like, oh that oh man, that, the Rush versus Son John John no, no, fight was incredible. Roosh, Roosh, spelled R U S H, but it's pronounced Roosh. Nick. <laughs> the Roosh and Danielson match was awesome. Danielson was a was a bloody mess at the end of it. It was a great match. Pay-per-view level match. So you had a good Wednesday. I did. MJF put on some great promos. What's that? MJF did some great promos. Is that a show? MJF that's Maxwell Jacob Freeman. Oh, it's a person. Yes. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, so it was a good it was a good, it was a good good Wednesday. Good. Uh we one way Not you can help the show. Back. If you want to lift up the the overall vibe of the Mike Rutherford Show. You can help us out by texting us at 502-414-1450. It's, you know, we, we've done Taboo Tuesday. We've done Weird Wednesday. This is kind of a, I don't know, free-for-all Thursday. I can't think of an alliterative, alliterative name. But 
this is the day to get those thoughts out. We, we're not reacting to a U of basketball game. We've got a full day to preview the Super Bowl tomorrow. We'll talk, I guess, about the Miami game for like five minutes. But no, this can be this can be a weird show. If you want to get a little bit loose, hit us up at 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton text line. Wait, we're doing a weird show today. Weird show today. Okay, well, I'm gonna go back to the car for a few minutes. I'll be right back. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how weird are we going to get, buddy? You're properly weird already. All right. You're good to go. Right. Uh, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. While you're at it, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. Could not be easier to do. Open your app up, search Thornton's, or search Refreshing Rewards. You'll find it very easily. You'll download it. You become a Refreshing Rewards program member. And bam, you got access to the best prices on gas, the best deals inside any Thornton's location, and also for a limited time a free breakfast sandwich, and a free drink of your choice. That's what you get for being a Refreshing Rewards Program member. Uh, TK, outside of, uh, of of AEW, you're feeling better. You're still doing okay. Yep, feeling strong. The week has gone well. You've got, you're getting adequate sleep. Yep. Adequately well, rested. Yeah, back's yeah. a little sore. I, need, I still need a mattress. But yeah. Well, that's the next step. Yeah. We got to have you right for this week. And, and we also have to know what's the latest, what's the plan? We, we, we got... 72 hours, basically, from Super Bowl Sunday. Are you sure about that? Well, more than that, I guess. I think it's more than that, because the game's Four at days. 6.30 on Sunday, yeah. So, yeah, so whatever 72 plus 24 is. 96 hours about <laughs> until Super Bowl kickoff. <laughs> Big difference. Just lost the whole day there. The point is, it's later than you think. Do we have a plan for you going to Phoenix, not going to Phoenix? What's the latest? Well, I checked the prices on the way here, actually. Okay. They're the lowest prices right now are around 32 so it's down six hundred from yesterday. Mm-hmm. They're that's getting good. low. They're, the people are getting desperate. What's the, what's the price right mark that we need to hit? Maybe twenty eight three. Okay, twenty eight right. to three. I think we can get there. But because your plan is, if it's it gets low enough, the hotel is because if we're if, going campground, <laughs> you're going to the campground. Just because you keep getting coupons sent to your email. Ever since I looked up the KOA <laughs> campground, I get all my targeted ads on Instagram and everything are just like. Hey, camper, camping fanatic. I've, I've been camping one time in my life. All mine is like Eagles clothes and NHL stuff. That's all <laughs> I ever see on my Facebook ads. <laughs> that that and how to remodel a bathroom because I looked it up once like a year ago. <laughs> you looked into remodeling a bathroom? Well, because I was thinking about turning like one of my bathrooms into like the, it's got an old tub and like it's just a stand-up shower. Did sure. you think that you could do that? No. I was going to say. Oh, I'm talking about looking at prices. <laughs> I was for a second God, there, do you think I can do it? For a second there, I just envisioned you with like a, I don't know, just tearing down a wall. I might look like Al, but I'm more like Tim when it comes to like getting construction done. Yeah. I, I know nothing. I would order a Bob Vila Time Life book and just, I mean, or I'd probably just go to YouTube and see, oh, let's see what they tell me on YouTube how to do this. Because if you can't trust people on YouTube for DIY projects, then, I mean, who can you trust? But so your loose plan, if the ticket prices get low enough, you would just leave after the show tomorrow for Phoenix? Possibly, yes. Possibly. Yes. If, and if then they just get low enough tonight, either. I might even work something out. You might get a call from me tonight and be like, hey, guess what, buddy? Okay, you can do that. That's You're it. being ditched. You're being dumped. As long as we can talk to you on the phone. Oh, the I'd show. call you. I'd, I'd, I mean, I, could, I wish I could connect through the comics. You'd sound a lot, I'd sound a lot better, but you're using it here. So. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so don't, the phones are 50-50. Yeah. Especially when you're not here, because nobody else knows how to use them. Because I don't want to sit in the end. That's the only place. I don't mind sitting up high. I just don't want to sit in the end zone. Okay. I hate end zone seats. I see that. I know the view's not horrible, but I see that view enough playing Madden. Like, I, I want the side view. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I mean. And and for right now, like, the cheap, because there there's, like, a really high-level end zone seat that's around 28 right now. But that's, like, way up at the top of the end zone. 
you could always do the thing where it's like I buy the cheapest get in price and then I watch most of the game from the concourse. I've done that before. It's a thing. But that now, but I haven't done that since they quit letting you smoke on the concourse. Well, that's you're not gonna be able to smoke anywhere. Well, I know that now, but unfortunately, because everyone's got, I want a cigarette in my mouth. They want, they got them all up their butts. But I just, but when the last time I did it was like it's a Tennessee Titans game. I didn't. I don't think I ever went to my seat. I don't think the last time I, when I did it at Paul Brown Stadium, I never sat in my seat. So I you could do that. In, I sat in the middle area and just drank beer and smoked cigarettes. That is an option for you. It is. You can make that happen. So we'll keep it up to date. The latest on TK's plans, which I love that, like, it really hasn't changed at all this week. You're just like, yeah, I might go. I might go, which is just. It, you, you wish I love you it. had this kind of freedom to be able to, like, you know, on Friday, I think I'm going to drive halfway across the country and go to the Super Bowl. It, it's, look, you're definitely, you definitely have freedom. There's no doubt about that. That's, there's, there's something to be said for that. I, uh, I, the, the one thing about maybe leaving, possibly still just leaving after tomorrow is it would, like, I would only have to get like one hotel, I would be a hotel room like maybe two nights in that area at the cost they're charging. Because I could just stay somewhere else on the way there and then get there like late Saturday night. Early so Saturday you have like a friend you could like somewhere halfway? Maybe if I'm just not even getting to town until Sunday like morning or something, grab the ticket and then go to the game. I would, need, I would only have to stay there one night. You got it all planned out. It's going to happen. I would say I would I leave and drive, start driving back that night, but I don't think I'd probably be able to. That, that would be pretty tough. Now, your confidence level, you were at a 6.2 yesterday. I am. One being the least confident, 10 being guaranteed victory. Where are you today now, 24 hours later? 7.1. You just jumped up a full point. Almost. Almost from yesterday. Yes, we need to work on this math. Why? This is, I feel like we wasted a little bit of that money at Trinity for the well, education. 0.9, you're rounding up there. It's very close. It's like saying I scored 79 points, pretty much 80. I know we could round up that much. All right, I can't wait. To... Uh, well, why is the confidence... I guess eager for the game, thinking about our defense attacking that offense. All right, I, I'm. Just, I, I really haven't watched many much of the coverage on NFL Network. Then again, also a lot of the every time I look over at NFL Network to see what they're doing coverage of, <clears throat> they're usually just playing like some kind of like classic something. I did rewatch our Super Bowl against the Patriots again last night. Again, yeah. Then I watched uh, Usual Suspects. Both good. Awesome. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? This is a, a broad question. I know we're, we're, again, just trying to avoid basketball talk as early as possible here. Well, then I can tell you that uh, John Renshaw, former, my former boss and uh, great radio host, his roommate actually wrote Eagle Suspect. You've told me that before. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Is there a favorite? Take the Eagles out of it. Take any you know, fan, I hate this guy or I love this guy or whatever out of it. Okay. Favorite Super Bowl of all time, just from an objective, pure love of the game standpoint? Uh,. Bills Giants. I think that's mine too. It's kind of the first one I remember, like Same. sitting down and watching, like from start to finish, like really getting into it, and uh, just yeah, that that's probably right there. Now, like most entertaining. I mean, I think ours. I mean, I'm a little biased is right there, but I would argue maybe the the, the Cardinals Steelers one might be that's slightly better. That's what I was gonna go with for my second uh, one. I think they're both right there. Um, the Cardinals Steelers one also is bitter to me because. I know most people don't remember, but that should have been Philly and Steelers. The Eagles were up 21 points, uh, came back from 21 down on, on on Arizona that year, and we'd blown them out at Thanksgiving night and came back, took the lead, and we got Fitzgerald mm. and gave up the – and then ended up losing the game. So that that one hurt, and that was the kind of the Donovan, last Donovan McNabb-Andy Reid run, too, that, uh, that they had together, so – Three years later, he was in Washington. I love that game. I was in Nashville with with Mary. We like just started dating for some reason. The Steelers one, yeah. I had to watch most of it at the TV studio filming the Renshaw show. Now, the other thing that I remember about that game is it. 
you know, they used to always, they may still do this. I don't, I don't even know anymore. I don't keep up with like network TV enough, but they would always do the thing where the show on immediately after the Super Bowl was always like a really popular show on the network that was broadcasting the game. So that was an NBC yeah. year. So they ran, this was like the office was like really hitting its stride. And they ran that episode of the office with the famous fire uh, first scene where you know, Dwight's purposely sets a fire to work on oh, safety yeah. protocol. And yeah, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. people are going nuts and the cat falls. Save my cat. <laughs> and like, I'm like, Mary hadn't watched, I'd been watching the office. I, I was like a big time fan already at this point. Mary had never, I don't think I'd ever really seen it. And we're in this hotel room in Nashville, and like I'm just laughing my ass off. And she's like, and she's like, "What is the show? It's hilarious." And like that's the other thing that I remember about that game was that that episode of The Office premiered immediately after it. What other shows do you remember that came on? The Family Guy premiered after the Super Bowl originally. Did it? I don't remember that. It did for Fox? Uh, I remember the the Big Friends episode with uh, all the. That was like because yeah. I didn't watch Friends when it was out. I didn't watch it till like a couple years ago when it came on like HBO Max. I binged it and actually watched it all. Very Gen Z of you. Thank you. But one, of the, I think one of the reasons why I never really watched it was a I never really watched a lot of NBC other than Cheers back then. Oh, I guess Fresh Prince. And then also it just always annoyed me because I always felt like they always just had there was there was nothing but cameos and like guest appearances. Then you have this one that episode which. If you go back and watch it now, I don't know how many people would actually be able to point out from the kids that were actually celebrity guests. Like, it's got like you know Jean Claude Van Damme and uh, Joe Roberts, obviously still known, but like it's it's just loaded with nothing but uh, mm. but special guest stars. And they used to annoy me when I was a kid about Friends. I'm like, I don't want to watch a bunch of guests. I mean, that's just weak. That's cheap. I like Friends. I do like Friends now. In hindsight, I it's yeah, it's a funny show. Not better than How Much Your Mother though. I also really like the Super Bowl, and this is. I hate to say this to you, the, the Patriots, the win over the Eagles, where Ugh. the vomit game, it was a good game. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about McNabb or me. Both of you. That was that was the Corey, yeah, what, even Branch got MVP, Dylan was the one that, I mean, I'm surprised Dylan got MVP. That was, they, they, poor Corey Dylan, boy, he, they had like 500 carries that year for the Patriots, and I think 300 were in our game. It was a good game. They, yeah, they ran down our throat. That was. It was my sophomore year in college. It was the brief. Twenty four seventeen in Jacksonville. It was the brief period in my life where I was gambling on sports. Like, I, I did it for like two months. I could tell like I was already going to lose control, and I, I'm like, you've got to stop. And I, part of the reason why was I remember I gambled. I bet on the coin toss and won. And there was still a part of me that was like, you shouldn't be doing this. Now I don't know what show came You're on after college. that Super Bowl. I forget. Yeah, I I've got no idea. I know the the. Uh, this is not this is us is uh what's uh what's the real over dramatic show that they came on on a, after the Patriots Eagles show a game that I was at um oh man I can't remember I can't believe I can't remember the name of the show now it, Roush watches it Mash no no this it's not I I, I want to say I don't want to say the last of us because that's stuck in my head from HBO but something about us. It's really like over the dramatic and this is us. Maybe is that was that an NBC yeah, that's, show? That's okay, show. Yeah. that's that's what came on. Yeah, and like the recording after the Super Bowl, you know, when you record something, you want to be paranoid. So I did it to record like three hours after the game. So I've got like that entire episode still on my DVR and then, like it. the news and <laughs> I can't I can't just shave it off. I just, I just, just thinking up like ten percent of my DVR too on top of it. I just glanced at the text line. So uh, the first thing is turbulent Thursdays. It eh, doesn't really flow. Tur- nah, Tumultuous like Thursdays. No, you gotta. It's gotta be a thuh. You gotta have thuh. Thunderous Thursday. Plus, we're not trying to go for something negative. That sounds all bad. Yeah, tumultuous Thursday sounds like what we had yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Texas says so. Coffee cream and your French toast mix. Well played, Rutherford. Well played. Yeah, it's. I'm telling you, just try it out. Depending on what coffee creamer you're using, and it's not a lot. Milk is still the base. Decent amount of milk in that bowl. Little dash of coffee creamer for a little flavor. Some people go with vanilla extract. You can do that too. But it's gonna you're gonna love the taste of it. It's gonna be delicious. Uh, Texas, I agree. Yesterday's show was rock bottom. 
shouted three times by Jim Ross. So pivoting, is Trevor worried that the Eagles haven't been tested in the playoffs yet? No, maybe not be tested in the Super Bowl either. Ooh. Now they haven't played. I mean, the Giants sucked. We we knew that going in. Like that was a you're gonna roll over them. They didn't belong in the playoffs. The Lions would have beaten them by. I mean, I was aware. I knew we were the best team in the NFC anyway. The Niners, though, I still think. I mean, you can say what you want about Brock Purdy getting hurt. Putting up 31 on that defense is still a challenging thing. I, I I don't think you can say that they weren't challenged in that game. Yeah, we only got one short field too. So yeah, I think I, I feel good about the the, the, tw- the touchdown put up 21-7 was a short field off of the turnover. So that was. But other than that, we had yeah because Hurts did not play extremely well in that game, but we ran the ball just all down the throw. I feel good about the Eagles. The more it goes on, granted, Chiefs do have Mahomes, but the Eagles also have Meek Mill. I'm, I mean, they're gonna run out to dreams and nightmares. I mean, I have, I've, I've not I've refused to eat any barbecue over the next last two weeks. Philly cheesesteaks is greater than barbecue. We all know that. And yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That, I love both. That, and you love cheesesteaks more. Barbecue is more versatile. Cheesesteak is very throw specific. Cheesesteaks is more better. I love barbecue. You love barbecue too. I do love barbecue, but I love cheesesteaks more. I mean, do you count like chicken wings as barbecue? No, barbecue is like pulled pork. You can get wings at barbecue place. Yeah, but you can get you get different foods everywhere. You can get egg rolls at Jack. I'm just saying, barbecue is Chinese food. Barbecue is a you're casting a wide net there. I know, well, I'm so are you in a way? No, I'm just saying. You, okay, you can get wings at Pizza Hut. Do you count it as pizza? No. Okay, but barbecue is. You can have barbecue chicken wings. You can have barbecue chips too. Yeah. So if I I get a bag of Lay's barbecue Lay's and I eat barbecue. No. Okay. No. But if you had a if you had a plate with barbecue, like technically all that stuff you're, counts you're, as barbecue. You're, you're you're assuming that because it, it has barbecue flavoring on it, it makes it barbecue. But if you can if you can get it at a barbecue place, I, I think it kind of counts as barbecue. If it's it's got to no nah, pull pork. Got, it's got to be a, a pulled meat of some kind. It can be chicken pulled. I think it just has to be smoked meat. Because you can have chicken cheesesteak. You can have those, and you can have. A, like yeah, a, I'm fine with that. But so it's got to be pulled. It can't be. It can't be a wing though. Wings don't count. Barbecue is fired and smoked approach to cooking food. Do you fire and smoke wings? Yes. Well, like Mama's barbecue has great smoked wings. I mean, I, I, you could call me barbecue. Yeah, I mean you're not smoked. <laughs> not in that way. Yeah, I mean, we're, I'm we're, going we're, barbecue. We're just over, use, uh, I'm, not, I'm going barbecue over cheesesteak. Well, you also don't think the professionals any good. I don't. It's not. <laughs> yeah, what, what taste do you have? Like, oh my god, Natalie Portman. She's a great actress for this nine year old. Cool movie sucks. <laughs> it's terrible. Uh, I want to send our son Ruddick in there to hit you. <laughs> Texas says, as a Bengals fan, the Eagles are going to win this one. Yeah. I like that. Bengals don't like the Chiefs right now. People always they always have to do that thing where it's like they have to clarify their fandom. Like whenever a UK fan says anything to me about anything on social media, they're always like, "As a UK fan, I'm sorry your grandma died." I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, not not necessary. I appreciate. It's like cast fan here. So sorry that happened to you. I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, you, I, you I could get, have just said so sorry that happened to you. It's fine. I mean, I get if you're like. Doing something like the texture said to say a Bengals. I'm a Bengals fan. I, hope, I think the Eagles are going to win. That's I think I'm okay with that. But like, what relevance does that have? Because you're, you're you could, I could probably know he could just be an Eagles fan, just being a homer like I am. Or could he, be, but also he could be a Bengals fan who's just or he jaded be, or because he could they be one of those like they hate the Chiefs. He could be like like Sweeney is one of those like uh, we we always suck Giants fan. It's like you know we suck at everything. We're always going to lose every game, and even though we know we're good, but we're going to pretend like we suck. They suck. 
Well, they do in this case, but some, even like when they win a Super Bowl, he'd be like, "Oh, we're we're gonna get blown out." We every every round of the playoffs, just one of those, you, one you of know, those fans. Oh yeah, you know those guys. Oh, Come yeah. on. Um, but so I, yeah, but like if you're like sending apologies to like you know hitting your car or something, I'm like, you know, I know I'm a Louisville fan, but I'm sorry I just rear-ended your car. As a Cards fan, <laughs> I think Kansas might be the best team like, in college basketball. Like I don't think year. it's not relevant then. But when you're talking about who to root for, who you're picking, I think it can be relevant. But what if I said like as a Louisville fan, I think Houston is my Final Four pick right now. Like what relevance does that have to anything? And that one maybe not as much. And this one, like I don't, I don't get what the Bengals fan has to do with it. Well, because he's maybe wanting to show that now that we know that he's not really being honest, he's just bitter that they lost to the Chiefs. It could be. I mean, if anything, it just kind of gives you away a little bit. Yeah, true. If, if he's even a Bengals fan, he's lying about that. The other thing that's going on today, and this this does, I'm sure you've seen this by now, is pertinent to it NBA trade, trade deadline day, which I did not know. It's like Groundhog Day. I never know what's happening until it's actually happening. I never know. I never go to sleep the night before trade deadline day, and I'm like, oh, boy. Here come these trades. Oh, you don't? Awesome. I mean, I, I get like the, the trade deadline tree. And I thought we, we put our we put our we put our we put our, we put our, we put our old jerseys along the uh, fireplace. It's just loaded with names you didn't know were still in the NBA. Yeah, the jerseys of, of, of players' teams past, especially now when you got you know supposedly guys that are air quote superstars that are being moved to like seven different teams in their career. This one this day means to me. It's kind of like the well, NBA I, I when I watch the early round of the NBA playoffs, and I'm just I learn who's still in the NBA. I'm like, I didn't know that guy was had ever been in the NBA, let alone is in his 12th I'm like, Bryn Forbes is still in the NBA? The guy who hit the three against us for Michigan State in 2015? Yeah, he's actually had some decent career. I know. Career, yeah. like, I'm always like, my Kyle McElarney got traded to the Hall. I just made that one up. But I'm like, could you imagine? Like, I, There are players like that when this comes up every single year, and I'm just stunned. I'm like, how are you relevant, let alone like a 12th-year NBA veteran? Well, there you, we should have played the, that game. You, is this man in the NBA still? You could have done that to me today. Bamani did that when he worked at SB Nation for a that, while. That's a famous. Uh, it's great. It's a. It's a great. Yeah, they've done it on uh, inside the NBA for years with Charles Barkley. He did it. This, when I he, think they do. Where is he now, though? When Bamani worked for us in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, he did this thing where he walked up to like a, a standard pickup game, and he was like, "All right, is this person?" It was video when we started doing video stuff. Yeah. Is this person still in the NBA? And like, I like I was playing when I was editing it. I had no idea about half of them. I'm like, there's no way this guy's still in the NBA. He does not just 10. I would have. I was still. The it NBA was, was nuts. Still, it was NBA was still good then. <laughs> there you go. Oh um, wait, I just realized. Is that one of the new uh, Lions uh, Christmas gifts? Oh no, I've had this for years. Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. I like that. Nice. I've worn it before. It's a it's a nice little mildly chilly weather. Yeah. Which my God, the wind coming in here. Yeah, that's why I couldn't go just to the t-shirt today. I, 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 and I, this is the closest sweatshirt I could find. It's wind's outrageous. Yeah, this got, is usually my little sit around the house sweatshirt. We got doors blowing up and all over the house. It's nuts. It's, it's crazy out there. But the, the the big I guess local news: Jordan Wara, former Cardinal, traded from the Milwaukee Bucks to your Indiana Pacers. Oh, I didn't even. You didn't did know, you really? uh, You're finding out. I assumed you'd, you'd no, heard this, this I, point. No, the only trade I saw was the, the right before I, not before I got to bed. Well, yeah, before I went to bed, I looked on Twitter and I saw the Durant trade. Yeah. But, uh, no, I didn't know what. Uh, Patriots haven't had a Louisville player in, God, I can't remember when. Now they've got one. Uh, Wara, it's been a long time. Wara was in, in his third NBA season. He was on the, the Bucks team that won the world championship a couple of years ago, averaging 6.8 points, 3.1 rebounds. He's a 38% three-point shooter. Um He's traded to the Pacers for uh, two second round, uh, with, along with two second round picks. This was the third part. It was an extension of a trade where the Bucks got Jay Crowder from um, from Brooklyn. So he's kind of just like. Wait, wait, didn't Jay Crowder just go from Phoenix to Brooklyn? 
Yeah, now he's going to the Bucks. The Bucks. Jay Crowder's like getting off one plane and being like getting a text. <laughs> well, they've been trying to get him forever. He's a Milwaukee native. He played at Marquette. Yeah, I don't know. He was a JUCO though. He's he's a big time like like Bucks guy. The Bucks have been trying to get him for a long time. Apparently, they finally got this done, and it sucks for Jordan. I know you love the Pacers, but he's going from a team that's currently second in the Eastern Conference standings to a team that is twelfth in the Eastern Conference not standings. Not for long, but. We'll see. Maybe not he'll the, make not a difference. Now the, war, the, the, the war is there. No, he's not. But nice to have him close to home. I mean, I might look into that. If you're a Cards fan, I mean, I know a lot of fans drove up to Indy when the the Cavs played the Pacers recently. It'd be cool to see you know, two Cardinals when, when Donovan's in town within driving distances. It'll be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Pacers, I mean, I haven't really followed. I'm not. Like, they still have Miles Turner, which disappoints me. They didn't me an extension. That's all you ever talk about when you bring up the Pacers is how much you hate Miles Turner and the brand of basketball that they play with him. <sighs> Ugh. Do you want to play? Is this guy on the Pacers right now? Oh yeah, I'll play on the Pacers. I think I can do that. <laughs> I, I think I can do that game. I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know. I, I think I, I don't know if I can name our starting lineup now, but I know we've got uh, the guy from Arizona last year we drafted, uh, Matherin. Yeah, Matherin. Yeah, he's I think been playing well. God, I mean, I would. Some of these names, I'm shocked. Or uh, on the I mean, well, there's a reason why we're in twelfth place. <laughs> Mike. I mean, I, but no, not, not like bad names, but like just guys. I had no idea were on the like. I had no idea Buddy Hill was a Pacer. Yeah, he came over in the uh, bonus trade last year. Yeah, last year. Did not know O'Shea Brissett was still in the NBA. Who O'Shea Brissett from Syracuse? I did not know that either. Well, he's a Pacer. Chris Duarte from Oregon, Pacer. Did not know that one. Tyrese Halliburton, I did know was a Pacer. He, well, he came along in the with with Heald in that trade for Sabonis. Didn't know Andrew Nemhart was from Gonzaga. Uh, I didn't. I I didn't know. I thought he was in the league, but I didn't know he was. I thought he was on Boston. He had a big shot recently. I guess it was for for Indiana. I saw it on Sports Center. I remember that. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, Miles Turner still. He, Miles Turner still there. Easily the most, the highest paid player. Oh yeah, on the Pacers. Buddy Hill the second highest player. Could you venture a guess as to who who the third highest player is on the Pacers? Um, no, I have no idea. Daniel Theus, a German who's averaging yeah. three point two points he per game. He played with Boston at two at one point. Slightly paid more than T.J. McConnell. From Arizona, yes, the point guard. See, I don't, I don't, I never know any. The NBA trade dead, trade deadline day, it always just sneaks up on me, and I'm like, first of all, wow. Well, now, well, I tell you right now, I may not be able to name all the Pacers, but I can tell you a good reason why they're in 12th place. Listening yeah. to that roster, if I have learned where a player is playing on the NBA at this point, it's all blown to hell because like, everybody's been traded today. That's ridiculous. I, I can't keep track of where anybody is. It's all, it's all nuts. But whatever. I mean, like, let's see, like, like Patrick Beverly, gone. I mean, Pat Brevin, it used to be the the Jimmy Jackson joke of playing on like twelve teams in thirteen years. Now it's now he's with the Magic for Mo Bamba. Who Jimmy Jackson? <laughs> Patrick Beverly. Oh, Patrick Beverly got traded for Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Wow. Mo Talk Bamba, who most recently I only remember he was in the league because he got into a fight with uh, Austin Rivers while Mo Bamba was on the bench. Like just attacked Austin Rivers, like attacked him on the bench, and then talked about him on Instagram. And Orlando wonders why they suck. There, that was your sixth pick just a few years ago. Yeah. OG Ananobi. I think they dumped Aaron Gordon, Boom, too. Boom, gone. John Wall, gone. OG Ananobi, he, he, he got traded from Toronto? Uh, it looks like they're going to trade him. Oh, they're going to, well, Not official yet. It better be. I think the deadline was at three, I thought. I just love that John Wall, like, John Wall on a podcast recently, was somebody asked him about the experience of playing for the Rockets, and he's like, trash. Couldn't have been more trash. Awful experience. It, and today he got he got traded to the I'd Rockets. Be shocked but if he they plays there. He, well, they've already they're going to release. Yeah, it does, I was going to say John Wall's at the point of his career where he's nothing but a, a salary dump. Like the Los Angeles Clippers are sending Luke Kennard to the Memphis Grizzlies. Had no idea Luke Kennard was still playing in the NBA. 
In the, I knew he played in the NBA. I would have been tough to guess. Same. He was still in the NBA. I knew he'd been in the NBA. I mean, Luke Kennard, it's been a long time since he was playing college basketball. I mean, Luke Kennard, relatively Jason speaking. Capone, okay, level player. It the, felt the like six, 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 seven white dude who can shoot but can't do anything else. Yeah, I mean, he's been in the league now for for six years. I felt like he would not be hanging around that long. Anyway, um, we do have actual Louisville stuff we have to get to. Is that okay not, not men's basketball, right? Yeah. Kenny Payne had his coach's show last night, and he said some things that were, they demand some attention. So we're going to do that after the break, unless you guys can adequately distract us. Please, please. I mean, get me on an old man rant if you have to. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. By the way, apparently Daniel Tice, is, he pronounced the last name Tice. I, I didn't even know that. He sucks. Does anybody know that? No. Well, Does anybody care? Two people on the text line do. They knew that. Wow, congratulations. I'm, did, they, did they say, I'm a UK fan? I just want you to know. <laughs> As a Rockets fan, <laughs> it's pronounced ties. Just letting you know. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get to some of the Kenny Payne's comments from uh, yesterday's coach's show. We'll also uh, you know take some, some, some weird texts. Hit us up, 502-414-1450. It's a... Talk about it all Thursday here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 961 The Big X. Hey, Jude, don't let me down. I saw. I didn't realize. I asked that because I didn't realize how many incredible songs he'd written. Yeah, I mean, hand up. Somebody, my buddy of mine posted this on Facebook the day earlier too. And would, would you know who he was? If it weren't for Austin Powers? Yes. Oh come on! Yeah, I, I didn't sure. know he was the Austin Powers. Yeah. I don't even know what he is in Austin Powers. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Burt Bacharach. He plays. He's uh, on the. He's on the bus with with Hurley. And he plays. The- I'm sure I knew it at one time. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Come on, man. He did say a little prayer. Forever. No, there is a theme though. Okay. I mean, I figured there was. I figured this wouldn't be just a TK favorite on a, on a random I'm Thursday. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> how do you not know me? How? Who, who? I mean, in what world have you never thought that I don't love Debbie Boone? I don't uh, this one. I, I, I just didn't know. By the way, Mary texted me. My wife texted me at the break and was like, "Is Trevor going to the Super Bowl?" Question mark. Just proving that she has not listened to any significant portion of the show for at least three weeks. Did you say he's been in Phoenix for three days? He's yeah, he's there right now. <laughs> We're both on radio. Row. We're both on radio row. Have you? Did you wonder why the 
I just left a, uh, a rice-filled uh, bag of me with my shirt on at the house. She didn't know it wasn't me. She's had a really busy week of work. They've been interviewing all these candidates for residency. And, like, I, she probably wouldn't have noticed if I was gone. I could have left, like, 5 a.m. this morning. I don't know if she would have noticed. I think I would have, I think I would have been okay. We could have been in Phoenix right now doing the show. But, yes, Trevor's planning on going to the Super Bowl. It's still still, still, still up in the air a little bit. Yeah. He's going to fly by the seat of his pants and make it I need happen. to be convinced one way or the other, too, by some people. I've already told you I think you should do it. I know. But you also don't like Debbie Boone and the professional. I don't dislike. I don't. I don't like the professional. <laughs> I don't like. I don't what like, did you say about Miss Boone? I've got no. Th- <laughs> I've got no negative feelings about Debbie Boone. I'm, Debbie Boone is a okay in my book. Uh, I, I just saw our boy John Boyce, who is a Wagner High School's finest. He he unearthed this this clip from the the Tyler Morning Telegraph, which is where Pat, Patrick Mahomes grew up in Tyler, Texas. From before the, the 2005 Super Bowl that we were just talking about, actually. You know other Hall of Famer was from Tyler, Texas, known as the Tyler Rose? Troy Aikman. Earl Campbell. Earl Campbell, nice. But there's a there's like a segment, I guess a section from that paper, the Tyler Morning Telegraph in 2005, asking you know, citizens their, their comments about the Super Bowl, make your score predictions, and a nine-year-old Patrick Mahomes predicts a 35-28 to 28 Eagles victory, and his quote was, Eagles are a better team. <laughs> and this was, I guess, from the Jacksonville Super Bowl. This is the yeah, the whatever, first the, Patriots. whatever the one in two thousand five, Eagles Patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just very, very funny to see Patrick Mahomes the second, Eagles thirty five, Patriots twenty eight. Eagles were a better team. He knew. He, he knew did, back he then. Knows. Does he know now? We'll find out on Sunday. All right, let's talk about uh, last night. If, he's, if, 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 if Papa truly loves me, he'll 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 lay down this this team for us. You think that's what's going to happen? I mean, I, I've, 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 given, I've forgiven him for the 43 years of lack of child support. So, make sure to backtrack hard now. I knew he had plans to go, <laughs> but I didn't know if it was a definite, so you all just answered my question. Thank you. I've been in meetings all day. We know. We're aware. I'm so, okay. Is she listening right now? Oh, yeah, right now. Then, then I wouldn't have read that in, in, this, in that voice. Oh, least. she's fine. <laughs> that might not be a good thing. You should have known. At this point, you may be wanting to go with me to Arizona for the weekend. She's fine. Listen to the show, Mary. We're on podcast. We're available all, all seconds, all days. All you have to do is fire up the podcast. Yeah. When, when, you're, when you're walking Penny, listen to us. Every other wife of radio show host does it. Trevor's mom does it. Well, that and she doesn't know how to change the radio in her car. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. She doesn't know how to change it. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Okay, well. The point stands. I probably just taught her how to use on demand on her, on her, on her TV. And people always ask me, why don't you cut your cable, man? Why don't you cut the wire? Go to I would love to, but I would rather pay 60, 70 bucks extra a month than have to daily explain to my mom how to watch television on the internet. You know they have classes now for that? I like, would have to, there are videos online of classes where it's you know, somebody's like, Okay, now find for me the icon for the Netflix app. Are and you it's like this old you're not confusing it with a progressive commercial. No, <laughs> it's it's a real thing. And it's like a lady who's like she's like scrolling down, like trying to find it. Yeah, they they have like little Little classes to teach people how to use technology. Uh, you want my mom to leave the house to go to a class? You've never met me. Well, I know. <laughs> the thing is, we're going to be in that boat. I mean, there's already stuff that that's like way over my head when it comes to modern technology. Like, it, it's coming. We're like 15 years away from having no idea how to do anything. I think I'm already there. Well, for the you, most yeah. Part, yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just texted and said, "I'm listening." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everyone else who I know is listening. I love how your whole family listens. No one in my family. Have my my family's texting me right now, but like. Do you want any? Do you have any mac and cheese at the house? Like, well, that's usually my friends. My friends like in the summer they'll be like, 
hey, any chance you can get away for like nine holes of golf? I'm like, I'm on the radio every day. You know what I'm doing. You should know what I'm doing. It's 415 on a Wednesday. No, I can't get away to play golf right now. What are you talking about? And then there's like, whoa. Yeah, nobody nobody gets it. Nobody understands. Whatever. It's a hard life for both of us. It is. No, we, we are complicated men. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> Spend a little more time getting to know us, please. This is why we listen to, to Debbie Boone. This is why Debbie Boone comes up on the show. This is, this is what happens. All right, let's talk about last night, Kenny Payne's radio show, which you can hear every single week on our sister station, 970 WGTK. I wish we had the clip. I, I don't ha- have the clip here, but I, was, I haven't seen the clip on where who would who it hasn't would. been floating around social media. Uh, people have been talking about it. I've seen it written out. I heard it on Drew's show this morning, the the, the podcast of his show, because I knew he was going to play it. I wanted to hear it for myself. So w- the station that airs it doesn't have a clip of it. Well, they air it too, and they they were able to get it. I think their producers went and got it for him. Uh, we don't. We have. It's you and Scoots. I, I feel like shade is being thrown, but as a big man, I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I like shade. Shade's good. I mean, I, I, I didn't come in here expecting you to have the clip ready, so that's you you're fine. Expect me to hear the clip, know what he said. Exactly. That's <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. I don't know what he said. I would, can we get, spit it Things out? Things move a little slower here at Big X Nation, and that's the way that we like. Kind of like the way Kenny Payne builds his culture. So he was asked. Paul Rogers asked him straight up. You know, the fans are a little yes. bit unraveled, un, unraveled right now. They're a little bit rattled. What would you say to kind of settle the mood of this of the city, basically, which is is very upset with cheering for a three and twenty one team? And he started off well enough, I thought. Okay. I like that he started off by talking about to the fans that are are showing up to games and that are cheering so loud. Please keep doing that to the fans that are showing up to games and that are getting on us when they see us doing the wrong things. Please keep doing that. Like you're helping us. We love your passion. And then he starts talking about. We're in the the early stages of building something great. It's going to come back here, and what you're going to see pretty soon is players walking through these doors that you won't recognize, like, like players that that do things the right way, that were raised the right way by their mothers and fathers. That you know, are you quoting? Yes, <laughs> that you know, that, that, that are, you know, just of a different kind. Basically saying, like, we've got a bunch of bleep heads on the team right now, and those days are coming to an end pretty soon. We're going to have entirely different character of kids coming in, and things are going to be okay. Which, like, if you want to say that, that's fine, but also, like, once again, it's... You have to hope that the players are just bad apples at this point, because anything else, it's it's on the coaching staff, but you just kind of have to hope that it that he's right, that it is just nobody can reach these kids, they're unreachable. It's an uncoachable team, and you're all going to see firsthand starting next year when we get some new players through the door. But then it sounds like the guy in the replacements that, that they brought in at the end, the, the the quarterback. He's like, no one can play with these losers. And then Falco walks, and he's like, I can. Kind of. <laughs> there, there's an element of that to, to this. And then I think where the portion of the the answer that has generated the most attention this morning and this afternoon, more than the blaming the parents, he starts talking about. You know, I, I'll never forget Purvis Ellison. He came to me and he was like, don't do it. Don't take the job. Oh, I saw that. Don't quote. take the job. Like, okay. you, you don't want this. And he said, you know, I, I've got a good life. I, you know, I'm, I'm an NBA coach. I'm getting paid, you know, lots of money to do this. But I've got to do this because if I don't, what we built is going to slip away. And, and nobody's going to know about the character that it took to build this program and, you know, what it was like to we're going to lose our legacy and all this stuff. And I'm not calling it like, like I'm sure that this actually happened. I, I have no doubt believing that Purvis Ellison told Kenny Payne he should not accept the Louisville head coaching job. 
I can believe that. That's evidence, by the way, he's helped us with the recruiting since he's been here. The issue is, how many times does Kenny Payne need to remind us that he didn't need to take this job? And, and, and how many times does he have to basically imply that he didn't really want to take this job? That he felt like his hand was forced? Because every time he talks about what happened during the offseason, he basically, without saying it directly, says, I had people who were talking me out of it, and then I had people who were begging me to take it because I'm the only one who can come in here and restore the glory and and build things back the way that it used to be, make us, you know, from a culture standpoint, be like we were in the 1980s. And it's on your nerves, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it, you, you start, it's kind of pissing me off a little bit too. You know what it reminds me of? You know what my first thought was? And, and I hate this is not a political thing. Do not jump. But it reminded me of. When people would criticize Trump when he was president, and he'd be like, I had a great life before this. I don't need this. I didn't need to come do this. I'm trying to save the country. I didn't. I was a millionaire. I was flying all around the country. Like, okay, cool. Like, if, if it's this big, then don't do it. Like, don't, don't do the job. You know how many coaches across the country would kill to be the head coach at the University of Louisville? Do you know how many coaches? I have no problem saying this out loud. Mick Cronin would have walked from Los Angeles to be the head coach of the University of Louisville men's basketball team. And this is a man who is at UCLA and who right now has a team that is one of the probably five top contenders to win the national title this year. He would have walked to Louisville to coach this program and to be the head man of the Cardinal men's basketball team. And I get it. You had some doubts. You had some hesitancy. You don't need to keep laying that on us. You don't need to keep having the savior complex like, I'm doing this for you. We're 3-21. and 21. It's oh, time, but, hey, it's be, time be, be, to start acting grateful. like it a little bit. Be grateful. He's 3 and 20. Just because just he's 3 and 21, don't give him crap. Be grateful he's just here. I, I, I'm That card needs to stop being played. That I, card I to, should never been played. That card should have stopped being played when you got beat by Bellerman. I need to stop hearing that. Like I, I, I want no part of that. I get it. You're here. You're trying to do things differently. You're trying to, to get away from the scandals. You're trying to. I mean, that, that's the implication here is that it was clean when I was here. We did things the right way. We had high-character kids, high-character coaches. I'm trying to get back to that, and it's going to take some time. The fact of the matter is we also were never 3-21 and 21 when you were here. Yeah, you also you, – no, listen, I love the national championship with you in purpose, but you didn't build this team. This team was built long before you got here. And let's be real. This, this is a program that was already well-established when you walked in the door. You didn't build crap, dude. You built on it. I think you can yes, say that. they were also the end. I mean, that was kind of the last of the – I mean, he won a national title. He did. Well, yeah. you, you can't just poo-poo that. But but I, I see what your point is. Your point is, like, it wasn't the – I mean, you could this the whole thing started in the 70s. And then yeah, you won a national title in the 80s. and they went to the Final Four. It was a program that was rolling by the time Kenny Payne got there. And, yes. and certainly they built upon that, and they deserve all the credit in the world for doing that. But this this whole, like, I don't need to be here. If you guys don't want me, that's on you. Like, come on, man. Like, ha- have some – self-awareness for where we are have like you know this program like that that's what you're saying is i i want people to remember what this program was like i don't want all of that to go away you played here when this program was at the height of its power i'm sure you've at least seen from afar the last 15 years when the program has been cooking pretty damn well you know how the fans are going to react to losing more games in three months than we've ever lost in a season ever ever you have to have some awareness that this isn't going to play well. And, and I know that you can say, well, it's, it's patience, it's patience. There's a difference between being patient when you're narrowly missing the NCAA tournament because things are going to get bigger and better in the years to come and having mm. some patience when you cannot beat anybody, when you're paying $344,000 to lose four bye games. Like, that's 
you have to recognize that this is a level that none of us have ever been to and maybe have some empathy or sympathy for the fan base that is going through this right now instead of being like, well, I didn't have to be here. here. People begged me not to come. You could be way way worse off. You should be happy I'm here. I think that I heard that and just, I was just like, be, come just on, be thankful. Man. I'm still your, I'm, I'm, co- I'm here coaching you. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make you a better team by making you the worst that you've ever been in 110 years. Thank you for being, thank, show some patience. I, I think I was patient, Kenny. Patient enough, and in three months, I've learned you don't know squat about how to coach a basketball team. And apparently, you don't know how to actually be a real good, nice human being. Sometimes, maybe it's better off when you didn't show up to coach the show. I don't think that's. I think that's a little far. I, I think he just gets He's, caught up in saying it annoys things. Me. I'm, he kind of it, it, it annoys me too. I think he gets caught up just saying things out loud that you're not supposed to say. Like I, I think he genuinely believes what he's saying. I, I think that he's he's like, man, I I didn't have to take this job. I was living a good life. This is it's kind of stressful. I'm trying to do this things the right way. You don't need to say that in this moment. Read the room a little bit. Like right now is all about. I mean, you can tell me you're trying to build things the right way, but don't sit there and act like we should be privileged that you're here. You should be thanking us that you we allowed you to be here. That's kind of my thing. Like I like, like I, I hate to keep bringing it up because like he was not number one on my list or anything like that. But and I know he was like number five billion on your list. But recently, when Mick Cronin was asked about the UCLA job, and you know fans are falling all over themselves for him because he has this is the most consistent that they've been since you know I mean you know they've they've had a couple of recent rough runs after Ben Howland left, and he's like you know people thinking me like that's ridiculous. Like I'm I'm sitting in John Wooden's chair. Like I'm, I'm occupying the position that was held by the, the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Like. I wake up every day and pinch myself that I'm the head coach of UCLA. All this stuff, like falling over himself. And is some of that maybe overblown? And is it just just fan speak? Possibly. But that's what you want to hear. Like, that, as a fan. That's what you should hear. It, it is. It's absolutely what you should hear. Like, I don't need to. Because there, and it's not just Cronin. There are a lot of coaches out there who would give their left bleep. Left to, and right. To be the U of L men's basketball coach. And for you to be like, well, you know, people told me not to do it. Some people begged me to do it. I had to get talked into it. Like it's just kind of like smacking us in the face a little bit when you're saying all this and you're fielding the worst team in the history of the program. Like I like that that needs to stop. I I, I don't need to hear one more implication from him about I don't have to be here. I didn't have to be here. I kind of didn't want to be here. It's you, showing. I bet you Begis would love to stay here. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I kind of wish you'd stayed here. We'd be a better team right now. I just yeah like that's. That's kind of got to, that's got to get nipped in the bud. Besides that, not a whole lot of of crazy. Okay, so in a nutshell, in his coach's show, following getting beat by thirty seven points by Pittsburgh, whose walk on came in and played hey, five hey, minutes. Hey, hey, hey. thirty four. Sorry, thirty four. Let's be real. <laughs> this time by Pittsburgh in this matchup to Pittsburgh, your 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 good your thought to go into coach's show in responses would be. The kids are horrible. They're bad. Their parents did a lousy job, and you should be thankful. You're thinking your stars. I'm. I'm even walking in here to be your coach. In so many words, that felt like it was the message, which I just don't. I mean, I. I mean, can you not save this speech for after the Western game? Even if you believe that, not the not the time. Especially right now in this moment, coming off of maybe the worst performance of the year, which set a record for most losses in a season until Saturday when we get. You That's know what? On Saturday's Saturday, gonna Saturday's gonna be bad. It, it, I don't know if it'll get thirty-four points bad, but it's it's not hard to see it being worse. Even. I don't think it will. Cause I think I think Jim's and I, the, Miami's 
nice enough probably to pull back the guns even more. Their walk-ons might be in with six minutes. I was going to say, their walk-ons may not be as good as Pitts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be the difference. <laughs> God bless. Um, I, I, yeah. I, he has to recognize that he can't, like, the next month outside of on-court stuff is unwinnable for him with the fan base. If you are, you know, if you feel like you you have things going in the right direction as far as behind the scenes roster movement, kids that you're recruiting well, kids that you're maybe going to get in on the transfer portal, kids that you know are going to come back, kids that you know are going to leave, that's fine. But we won't know any of that stuff. None of that stuff is going to show itself until after this season. Right now, you've got to recognize that you're three and twenty-one. It's probably not going to get better from an on-court standpoint. Just say the right things. I feel like he's giving up his own team a little bit to a degree. But that's yeah. That, I mean, not to a degree. It, it feels like it's straight. Yeah, I chucking mean, under the so bus. So you want to tell these kids to show effort and heart, and you're just, you basically at, at this point have given up on them. And God knows you probably gave up on them months ago since you got to be begged to do anything. Like, we got great kids coming in. You're not even going to recognize these kids that we got coming in if you're listening to that. Because <laughs> they don't exist right now. If you're listening to that at home and you're you know a player on this team, you're like, okay, well, the hell, peace. Um, but like. like for the next month until we get through this season, just try to say as little as possible that may exacerbate the situation. I mean, Dan Manning running in. No, <laughs> just just keep it simple. I'd love to hear him lay out again. I want to hear him lay out the big vision for the program, but I, I guess that's what he's trying to do here. But. The method is just not – it's not an effective one. Like You have to recognize that this is – people are upset. We're 3-21. I mean, I've said got like 75 times. We're 3-21. And, and if you're Josh Hurd, you, you can't – that can't make you happy. No, I can't imagine. I mean, you, you come out and do press conferences where you're literally defending this man, whether you want to or not, because it's probably the better thing to do for the program and for wherever you're at. And he's over here just saying, nah, I didn't want to be here anyway. You had to beg me. People had to beg me to be here. And a bag. I, the other thing that he has to realize is people are people aren't just upset about the fact that you're three and twenty one. People are very concerned that it's not going to get better. Like the, he showed now. People people are worried that next year is going to be if it is improvement, it's going to be like improvement from four wins to to nine wins or eight wins. And you know it, we could go from having the worst season in the history of the program to the second worst season in the history of the program. <laughs> and you need to alleviate those fears right now. Yes, it is going up at least. <laughs> and continuing to harp on how bad things are without directly saying it and all this stuff about, you know, I, I don't have to be here. Uh, Purvis told me. And, and also, like, this is a, a, a genuine question because I don't have the answer. People ask me this. I have no answer for them. I am asking if anybody out there knows, why does Purvis Ellison hate Louisville so much? What 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 exactly happened? There? I think they, like some other former players, they they claim they have school pride, but they're just selfish. But like, give me like a, a specific thing because other former players have been pissed off about stuff. They've still showed up to reunions. They still will show up to games. They still will voice their like Purvis actively, according to people on the recruiting trail, will, will direct kids away from Louisville. And he's right here. He's sitting here telling Kenny Payne, begging him not to go, telling him not to take the job. I just don't know what caused the fracture so much. Basically, since ever since he left, like there was a huge rift between him and the program. It wasn't just a Patino thing. He wasn't coming back when Denny was the coach still in the nineties. He 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 came back in twenty ten for the last game at Freedom Hall, 
And that's really been it. He doesn't like doing appearances. He looked at Louisville Live like he was sort of like a hostage, like he didn't really want to be here, but he was doing it because one of his best friends was taking over. Like The whole thing is just, it strikes me as very odd. And if anybody knows the genesis of, of what got us here between one of the greatest players we ever produced and the school that produced him, let me know. Like I, I genuinely have no I, idea. I'd be honestly, when 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 you're when I, when this kind of when you're when you're this confused and trying to figure out what it did, what what it could be, there's only one thing that can come to, that I can think of. A woman. I don't. I mean, he got he got dumped or cheated on or something while here, and he, that's why he's so pissed at Louisville. I mean, I, he's not the only former player who had a, a heartbreaking college. I mean, everybody. I mean, half the people who go to college suffer their first big heartbreak in school. I'm sure we've had players who've had their hearts broken at UFL as well, and they're not maybe taking it, was, it out of the school. You, some, that's, that's where I'm going. When you can't figure out why, why, why a dude is doing something, you can't understand logically why he's doing it. It's usually because it somehow trims to the woman. Somehow he had a relationship problem. I mean, he's watching Aaron Bradshaw sign his letter of intent to Kentucky, sitting back at home, like sipping a vodka, and he's just like, for you, Brenda, slut. For you, Cheryl. <laughs> Rotten hell. I, hope, I can't imagine that that's hope, the case. I hope you enjoyed that lacrosse player. <laughs> People don't forget. It's like she's been dead for 13 years. Probably. Hey, she's been married twice. It's just, it's so weird to me. Maybe I just, he's got a baby mama. I don't know. I, I, that, that's where my mind automatically thinks. And the other thing, you know, he, t- he like, it, it's so strained. It, it, he mentioned, you know, Bozich and, and he obviously have a still a good relationship because Rick will reach out to him for comment and stories all the time. And he had this big thing where it was like, you know, I've had seven top 100 kids over the last three years. Chris Mack hasn't talked to any of them. He hasn't been to visit any of them. And then people very quickly went back and found stories that Purvis was quoted in about how Chris Mack was visiting with the, with his AAU team, watching them practice and talking to a, a player that we were recruiting. Uh, Purvis smokes a little bit. It's just a straight lie. Like, like I, I just he's lying to create more animosity between himself and U of L. I just don't. The whole thing strikes me as so odd, and nobody seems to have the full backstory. That, I mean, there you go. Like Bozich, write that story. Like like let us know exactly why Purvis is so mad and what somebody can do to fix this thing because he clearly is still pissed off at U of L. I guess uh, the lady threatened to sue if he put her name in the paper. Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break. When we come back, second hour is on the way. You're going to come to me in like five years and be like, dude, did you hear about You were right. He, he, got, he got cheated on in 1989 and just never got over it. The girl he dated for like three years in, in, at UofL and it turned out she was more popular for other reasons. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from you guys on the Thornton sex line at 502-414-1450. Uh, a couple other basketball tidbits to get to. we got some football stuff to get to as well and more TK on the Super Bowl. All that coming your way. Now we're number two. Keep it locked right here on 1450 The Big X. You Like it. A little upbeat. 
Happy Thursday to you. Talk about basketball. <laughs> right, welcome back in. Second hour here of the Rutherford Show on a Thursday on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Any guests on the team yet? No. Still got three songs to go. That's true. We got plenty of time. Give me some. Don't, don't, don't rush me. It's a Thursday. I mean, what does Olivia Newton-John, Debbie Boone, and the Beatles have in common? I don't know. I don't know. Not Burt Bacharach songs, I can tell you that much. R.I.P. <laughs> Love you, Burt. 94. 94. Good run. Good run. I'm a 94. I could tap out. 94 is good. Yeah. What do they say? Like, There's a whole scene in Billions that talk about, like, if you make it to your 60s, it's it's sad. If you make it to your 70s, you had a good run. If you make it to your 80s, it's like it's a whole thing where, like, people... the, the youth house system, money, I guess. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. It's like, lived a good life. It's something like that. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sacks line. We'll take your text. We were reacting to comments made by Kenny Payne at his coach's show last night with Paul Rogers, which, again, you can hear a coach's show every week on 970 WGTK, which also your home for Cardinal Athletics. You'll be able to hear tonight's uh, women's basketball game between Louisville yep. and Virginia on the road. Cards taken on the the Who's at 7 o'clock. It's also on the ACC Network Extra. Who? The Who's. Who? Who's that? Who are they playing? The Who's. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Who's? <laughs> Cards taking on Virginia seven o'clock. ACC Network Let's Extra. Has, Here we are. Has yeah. the TV coverage. Nine seventy WGTK has the radio coverage. All right, let's take some text from you guys. What you have? We we started off with nonsense, trying to talk, not talk about basketball. We fell into the trap in the second segment. So it's going to be a hodgepodge here. Texas, the theme for today: thorny Thursday, therapeutic Thursday. There's nothing that works. Thorny. <laughs> it's not as good as Weird Wednesday or um, uh, Taboo Tuesday. Texas Thursday thoughts. You talked about unbreakable sports records yesterday. I thought Wayne Gretzky's name might come up. Also, Cy Young, 749 complete games, and Nolan Ryan, seven no-hitters. Yeah, Keep Young, up the great work. I think Cy Young can pretty much rest it easy in, in heaven or hell, wherever he is. That Gretzky, too. That's not being touched, yeah. It's my favorite set of all time. If Wayne Gretzky never scored a goal in the NHL, he'd still be the all-time points leader. Yeah. I'm surprised Gordy Howe's not that far behind him, is he? I mean, Messier second. Really? Okay. And he's. It's I'm just guessing how because not he close. Played for like six decades, literally. Yeah, it's whatever it is. It's like the 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 margin between the two is. I mean, like again, he didn't need to score a goal, and he scored a lot of goals in his career to be the all time. Who'd be? I guess leader. there's a dude from uh, from Washington, and maybe be most current leader. I guess Ovechkin or yeah. Sidney Crosby. How's Crosby now? He's both of them are. Doesn't we get nothing? So I think that Messier is third. Yarmir Yager is second. Okay. But no. all time points. Gretzky, 2,857. Yager is second with 1,921. I love how at least I know who at least these all these these the big time guys are. So Yager is second on the all time points list with 1,921 points. Gretzky had 1,963 assists. And points and assists count together. Count right? the same. Yeah. yeah. It, but that's outrageous. Like he has a full Almost 1,000 more points than number two on the list. Cordy Howe is, th- is fourth. Okay. Ron Francis, fifth. Now, that one I don't know. Marcel Dion, sixth. You know Steve uh, Yeiserman. Yeiserman. Yeah, Yeizerman, Detroit. Yeah. Seventh. Mario Lemieux is eighth. Joe Sackick, my boy. Yeah. But number nine. And oh, then Phil Esposito, number 10. I thought he was a pitcher. He was. And a hockey player. That's how good he was. Was he really? Ray Bork, number 11, by the way. I thought he played tennis. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you screwing with me? No. <laughs> Texas, every year I do a food bowl featuring foods from both teams. That's a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes I take inspiration from a player or famous person from that area. This year, who better than to, fe- who to feature than our own Trevor Kelsey? So, Trevor, what is your favorite meal or food? What would you think best represents you and your Eagles fandom for my Super Bowl party? P.S. The Devil's Lettuce is not legal in Wisconsin, so we can cross that off the list. Come on. Look at you. You're you're influencing an entire Super Bowl party. First of all, you're a state that he puts cheese on everything. You can't tell me Devil's Lettuce isn't popular in that state. There's no there's no way you can convince me otherwise. Said not legal is what he said. Ah, good point. That's true. Uh yeah. You're right by Canada for also. Um I don't know. I mean So this is on you. You get to you're influencing an entire Super Bowl party. This is a lot of Got a lot on your plate. Here. The problem is, I'm I'm kind of a simple dude. I'm not like real extravagant. I mean, I mean, you've already said you like Philly cheesesteak, though, and that's I mean, kind of Philly define the Eagles. Steak. Like, does this go with like the, does this fall into the question? Like, if you can only eat one food the rest of your life, what would you eat? No, it, it's it's good, they good. want to inspiration from a player or a famous person from that area. You're the famous person that they're that he's going after this year from for Philly. Well, yeah, but if if I'm from Louisville, so therefore, like the dish would be the hot brown, right? No, but it's something that represents. What would you think? Do you listen to the question at all? Uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't think I'm really. What would you think it. best represents you and your Eagles fandom for my Super Bowl party? You said you like Philly cheesesteak with chicken. I think that's a good one. That's, chicken uh, chicken cheesesteak, yeah. Chicken that's a little good, unique. Yeah. I think chicken cheesesteak is, is the way to go there. I mean, I can go either way. I mean, that's that, that's where. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know. I mean, it's that's that's a hard question. I mean, it depends. I don't, I don't know how to answer that. I love all kinds of food. Look at me. Chicken cheesesteak is the way to go. That's what I'm getting a knife from Jersey Mike. Perfect. There you go. There's your answer. There you go, Texter. Walk you through that one. Jesus. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it was either that or Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> Texter says Kenny called him perv consistently on the show last night. He knows that because he. that's why his girl dumped him. Okay. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be so mad in 10 years after we've done our separate ways in some way. And you're going to be like, this story's going to come out. And you're like, Oh, Trevor, an apology. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Texas, even if it's true, it's unacceptable for a coach to imply that his players are not good people. Why would parents let their child come to play for a coach who completely throws kids under the bus? You don't have to walk me through that, Texas. That dude's right on. Yeah. Spot I, on. I, I didn't I, I didn't care. I would have loved to have seen the face of like the people around him. And even like Paul Rogers' expression when he's They're saying, clapping. When he, he was talking about like, Well, they have an applaud machine there. He's trying to say like better days are coming. We're going to have better. Play. But like it, now's not the time for that. Like you, you don't need to say that out loud. Even if again, like, like the texture said, even if it is true, you never imply that you're just coaching a bunch of bleepheads, right? Like it, it's. I, I yeah, and that didn't need to be said. Texas, what's the percentage chance that Kenny is a saboteur of Nike and Calipari? I think it goes up by the week. The Nike plant jokes were funny for a while, and now it's like, <laughs> it's like, is it? Is it true? Texas says, uh, we are the new DePaul day for other schools. I'm sad. Oh, DePaul fans, let me know every single day, that every single time we play, that it's Louisville Day. Which, by the way, DePaul sucks now, again. like DePaul, they do this every year where they have a decent November, and they're like, we're back, we're going to be fine, and they finish last in the Big East. So you're still DePaul. I get that we suck worse, but you're still bad. Texas last night was pain peeing on the fan base and telling us that it's raining. So elegant way of putting it. Is that's that's yeah, in more ways than one, yeah. Texas says I'm sure that implying parent the, the current players' parents did a bad job raising them can only help with our future recruiting. 
Hopefully these the, the, the parents of current recruits aren't listening to the coach's radio show. <laughs> Hopefully the parents of current players' parents aren't listening to the coach's show because it's just, yeah. I would have, if my kid were playing for Kenny Payne right now, I'd have an issue with that. I'd, 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 I'd say I hope no one's listening to it, but it's on our airways, so I can't say that. People are listening. Everybody's listening. I know. Texture says, maybe he should t- should have taken Ellison's advice and now go back to his cushy life. I know this won't happen. He's not walking away from all that money, as he shouldn't. He acts like he wouldn't get fired from the Knicks after probably a year or two anyway. He would have. I wonder, I mean, because I've said time and time again, I, I don't think there's a world where Kenny Payne gets fired after one year. But I do think it's it's more possible. It's not likely. It's 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 extremely unlikely that he would kind of do the Chris Mack thing and say like, I don't look, this isn't for me. I had a better life before this. I mean, I think he's already said that, hasn't he? In so many words, but he would have to negotiate. Also, like I I don't think that he would just tuck tail and leave at this point because I do think that he feels an obligation. I mean, he's saying it. He feels an obligation to get this thing back to, you know reinstill the culture that was there when he was there and all this stuff. And I, I think that's genuine. I'm just not sure that he's able to do it. If, then I think if he, he wants to do that, then he needs to maybe walk away. He also needs to walk us through like the plan. You can't just say like, we're going to get in high character kids. Okay. What are you going to teach them? As long as their parents are also high character as well. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Texas says, we're bleeping tired of this bleep, and now official members of U of L are trolling us, not just the media. I don't even know what that means. He's talking about pain. Is pain trolling us? It's trolling us. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know the true, the right definition of trolling is. Texas didn't purpose publicly bash Mac for not recruiting his kids while actively pushing kids away from talking to Mac. Yes, that's. I went to that right before the break. He had a, a thing. He had a quote saying, "I've had all these top kids." Nobody from Louisville has been to visit. And then a quick Google search shows that two years earlier, he's quoted in a story about Matt coming to visit his kids and recruiting his kids. I just don't – the whole thing is is strange. Purvis a little burnout sometimes. Texas Purvis should be doing his best to preserve his Louisville legacy. His only legacy besides that is an all-time draft bust. It's mean, but it's not a bad point. Like, he is – his more – I mean, I know he was a number one NBA draft pick, which is was. always going to be attached to your name. But but like if you're looking at positive things that are attached to Purpose's name. Fairness, it was a weak draft. Doesn't matter. He's still a number one draft pick. That's number one. He was. Number two is the never nervous Purpose stuff. Being the first freshman to, you know, you know, to to dominate in the NCAA tournament and lead his team to a national title. Like that's what he's if you're looking at positive things that he's known for, that's number two on the list. Because it went downhill the last the next three years somewhat. We didn't make the tournament in eighty seven and we lost the sweet sixteen in eighty eight and eighty nine. We weren't we underachieved all those years. Yeah. Like he I like his NBA career. He should be kind of, yeah, I, I'm with the texter. He should be working hard to, to preserve the Louisville legacy because, look, it's. I guess third on that list would be being named most improved player when he went to Washington. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he was, when he left, after he got cut by the uh, Kings, he went to the Bullets and was most improved player. Number four, signing an autograph for me in the locker room next to a naked Christian Leitner. <laughs> Never forget it. Texas, the purpose thing is so weird. Nobody has ever talked about it. They have it. It's just like this known thing that it's like in 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 really lazy stories where they all just kind of assume that you know the backstory. Like like these two hate each other. It's like, well, 
you didn't there's no writing telling us why they hate each other. You can't just have this this gigantic plot point out there without giving us some backstory. Everybody just like, oh yeah, Purvis hates the Louisville. Why? He's got no reason to that we know of. Like somebody somebody talk to him. So I, I want to know. Maybe he blames Louisville for his disappointing NBA career. I, maybe, but like, tell us why. Like, maybe, can we fix? Maybe this? he blames us for for the reason he had dreadlocks in the nineties. Yeah, it wasn't a great look. <laughs> Texas KP needs a PR person. JFC. If you make $3.5 million a year, I don't want to hear him complain about anything. That is the other thing is when people do the whole, like, you know, people, I'm not worried about the money. People are being mean to Kenny Payne. Kenny, Kenny, if Kenny Payne fails and is known as the worst level basketball coach forever, he's still a millionaire for the rest of his life. Yeah. He's fine. Like, he, he's going to be okay. He has paid it. I mean, right now, he's been paid over a million dollars for every win he's had this season. He's paid $3.5 <laughs> million. He's got three wins. That's great work if you can find it. Over under million versus win. And you don't get to count Chaminade. Exhibition wins don't count. Can't throw that in there. You should take money away so from the Ryan. If we don't win another loss. game this year, the over under will go to the. If we don't win a game this year, he will have been paid over a million dollars per win. And we will have paid $344,000. They're going to give him a million, a million, million point two for a win? Well, I can win more than three games there. We will have paid this guy $3.5 million for three wins, and we will have paid $344,000 for four by-game losses. Maybe the, the, the Kenny Payne's whole plan is to be this bad this year, and then we're going to be really bad next year, so we'll just forget all about what happened with Patino, and we can bring him back. Maybe. Not the worst idea. He's doing this because at that point, we're going to be <laughs> strippers be damned. We just, lost, we just won six games in two years. Come on back. Yeah. Texas, I think Purvis, Eves, and other former players were mad that Eves didn't get hired over Patino or maybe that he wasn't considered strong enough. Well, that that was we, definitely – that's the start of the divide between a segment of former players. But my point is Purvis like, was not coming back to Louisville and stuff in the 90s. Like He was he was already pissed off before then. Also, how – because Louisville – the people who had those decision-makings haven't been in Louisville in years. I, that's, that's that, that. See, that's what I'm talking about. Where you claim to be a fan of your school, but you're just really petty and selfish. It's absolutely where the the genesis of the rift between a segment of former players and Louisville started, because they were they got pissed off that Jurich was trying to force Crum out. Okay, and, I and get, then they were like, fine. okay, we're we're fine with this, but we want one of our guys to be the coach. We want Jerry Eves to be the coach. And Tom's like, I can get Rick Pitino. He's a Hall of Famer. I'm going to get Rick Pitino. So they get Rick Pitino. They're like, okay, fine but we want to be around the team all the time. And Rick hears that people are pissed off that he's that he's been hired. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, are you kidding me? He's like, we have former players that don't want me to come back in and take over this dumpster fire of a program and get them back to national prominence. Cool. Don't go to practice. You're, you're not around the program. And that's where this thing has kind of existed for 15 years. And that's being petty and selfish. It is. I mean, because I mean, look at the most prominent former player, Daryl Griffith, still going to every game. He's there in Atlanta when you're winning a national title. He's celebrating with the players. He's featured in the promo videos. He's got a good relationship with Rick. Like he, Griff is what how all these players should be handling themselves. Like he may be pissed off. He may be voicing some concerns behind closed doors to, to people in powers at UofL. He's still going to the games. He's still being supportive. Now maybe he's still trying to make do everything he can to make the, the program as successful as possible, regardless of who the coach is. is it, now, is there a difference? Because him, and, and in some cases, they are too. That he's born and raised in Louisville, opposed to where could be. You know, Payne's from Mississippi. Purpose is from Georgia. 
But in the, some of the examples of people we met, he was just from Louisville. I mean, born and raised here. I mean, yeah. I just, I just, I just don't. As a fan, it's hard I, for I, us to wrap our minds around. Yeah, I, I hated, I hated that the Eagles got rid of my father and 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 brought in Chip Kelly. Do you see me just being like, well, screw that, I'm not going to be Eagles? No, that just doesn't mean you just makes you a fake fan anyway. I mean, look at this. We're talking about a three and twenty-one team. We're talking about a head coach doing things that we don't like. We're still watching all the games. We're still yeah. talk- we're still desperate for this team to start winning. I mean, paid or not, you and me would both watch these games. Unfortunately, and we'd probably still talk about them, whether it be on the air or to our friends. Yeah, it's that's what being a fan is. Texas says uh, KP sounds like Mike Singletary's rant when he was talking about the players. Can't win with them. Can't coach with them. Can't do it. <laughs> It does kind of sound like that. And, it does, and that and that didn't go well for Singletary. And, what, after and, that. and then right after he left, what happened? They got good. Harbaugh came in. They went. They, they won double digit games three straight years and went to a super. Went to three straight NFC title games and went to a Super Bowl. Texas says, do not do. Just can't stand Vernon Davis. Texas, honestly, it really doesn't feel like KP, the KP hires done anything to mend the gap between the Crum and Patino eras. It mostly feels like the Crum guys are just gloating because they got their guy and they feel like they're on top now. They never cared about the mending crap. They just wanted to be back in the spotlight. I mean, there's there can be some truth to that, maybe. I think so too. I mean, it's I mean they can deny it, but it's hard to argue with their antics and their and the way they're handling themselves. Also, I mean, people have just quickly forgotten that Chris Mack went out of his way to, to do the same thing. Remember, they had the picture with all the former players who were invited back yeah. to practice. Wore the throwback jacket at Global Live. He had an open door to, to players, yeah. and like it, it just it didn't matter. Like they just wanted to have their guy in charge of the program and. You got it. It's not going great so far. I hope it turns around. Hope you got another guy. No, we're not doing this. If this, if this want, if we do next year, if we do two years, and it, this is a total flop, we're never doing this again. Because look no, around. We never say never, but I mean, look around the country. And this was uh, we're taking it back to twelve months ago when I'm laying out all these points again. The former player going back to his alma mater as a head coach, especially when they have lack of head coaching experience before that, it does not work out very well. Almost every single time. And Jawan Howard was kind of the one sort of outlier example. Hey, it ain't going great right now. Pageant's one year. Pageant's one year. I mean, we didn't make the tournament. Well, but we were 22-win team. We were. We also were preseason top 15 team that didn't make the NCAA tournament. And David David doesn't count. David's not, he was not hired. He, he was thrust into the job. Exactly. Like, that's different. Penny Hardaway, still... A little bit of work in progress, but it's I'm just saying has David, not gone as great as they thought it was going to down there. Isaiah David, Thomas come back, come back. Total catastrophe. Clyde Drexler, total catastrophe. Patrick Ewing, total catastrophe. Chris Mullen, total catastrophe. Like the evidence is now there are some there are uh, Aaron McKee's doing okay at Temple, right? No. I thought he was doing well this year. No, I mean they're what's Temple right now? Temple's not nationally Temple is fourteen and eleven. I stand corrected. Yeah, they're not doing anything. Uh, he's been there a few years too. I mean, there's who else is out there still? There's a couple of other out there. And Temple, you know, they haven't been to an NCAA tournament under him. He, okay, all right, Stamps, yeah. I apologize. I thought I thought I read. I guess I read something wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 not good. He was a good player though. Great player. <laughs> Probably about to get fired. Him and Eddie Jones was a hell of a backcourt. Now Isaiah at least didn't go back to IU though. Mike Woodson's back at IU. Mike Woodson's doing well at IU now. But that's again, I think we hold, hold with a grain of salt. It'd be nice. Kenny Payne might look like a better coach, too, if he had Trace Jackson Davis the last two years. Sure. But still, I, I think you give Mike Woodson credit. He's, he's done a good job. Mike Woodson also did have head coaching experience in the NBA. He did. But people still didn't like the hire. 
and he's I, I included. I think I think they'll end up moving on from him at some point. And I mean, up to this point, he's done a good job. Chris Collins, Northwestern, flop. Didn't he win? A, didn't he get their tournament win with them though? He did. Yeah, he's about to get fired. Okay. <laughs> I must. There's some. There's some other ones out there too. I, I, well, my Pope never went to. He, he never went. He's not, not Kentucky, but where did he transfer to Washington? I think from Washington. From, what are you talking about? Mark Pope. Where did Washington State? But he's not coaching at the school. He's at yeah. BYU. I'll oh, BYU. Okay. Yeah, but he started somewhere before UK. I just couldn't remember where for a second. Yeah. Travis uh, Ford never went back to one of his schools. Vol Jordan at Butler. Not great. Not great. Anyways, five one two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says. We could have picked anybody off the street to coach this team to a three and twenty-one record, but thank you for the, taking the job, even though you didn't really need it, Kenny. I don't think he's lying. We could have gone to the sixth or seventh region at any high school and, and gotten a three and twenty-one record out of it. We had a question on the podcast that was like, "Do, do you think that Mike Zabo is Trinity's coach?" Because my Danny played basketball at Trinity. He's like, "Do you think yeah. that Mike Zabo would have won more than three games with this team?" And Danny's like, "I mean, what do you want me to say?" He's like, "Yes, I, I, I do. I think he could have won. I think he could have won three. I heard." Greg Willis is from Ballard right now. Love Willis. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Cam. Watch the kid grow up in Little League. Yeah. Willis family, they're legends. They're killing it right now. He's on the run. Yeah. They're on tear. I'll take Coach O'Neill from Wagner right now. He can win three games for this team. Don't know who he is, but. Brian O'Neill, yeah. He won district a few years ago. I know that. I'll take Ken, I'll take Coach Klein from St. X. Who is Coach Basketball? Is Zabos? He's not still from Trinity. Is yeah. He? Is he okay? I've met him. Uh, I'll take, take him. I'll take Males Coach. I forget who he is. John, send him over. Texas, Illinois has legal weed, and they share a border with Wisconsin. There you go. In Canada, you can get weed mostly in certain provinces of Canada. You can get weed anywhere. You're fine. <laughs> in Wisconsin, dude. If, if Eric Foreman can find a bag of goodies, you can too. <laughs> I don't even know what this is in reference to, but it says, Mike, you walked right into that. And I'm sure I did. I don't, I don't know what it was. It 410. I don't know what it was, but uh, I'm sure that I did. 15 minutes ago? Ooh, that's good. I don't know. Texas, Trevor, I wouldn't say that you like all kinds of food. You like meat and cheese. Emphasis on the meat. Yeah, and this is a guy from Wisconsin, so me and him should be able to hang out. <laughs> What's two things you get from a cow? Meat and cheese, baby. Oh, milk, but that, yeah, you milk to make cheese. Texas says, parents of recruits definitely aren't listening to the coaches' show, but quotes like that make headlines and are definitely used against them by competing coaches and recruiting. I mean, maybe, but... It's like all the, I mean, because somebody will tell me after every game that we play when I put out, like, I tweet out just like, hey, we've lost 21 games. That's the record for Louisville basketball in the history of the program. Most losses. Just a fact. And I get, I'll get like seven responses, people saying, this is hurting recruiting. And you respond with, I know it is. That's why we need to win more. Not my tweet is not what's costing Can we give these recruits a little bit of credit to say that they can on their own? Due diligence, look at a team that's three and twenty, and three and twenty-one, and say that's bad. Things probably aren't great there. They don't need me to put that in context for them. They don't. They don't need, you know, quote from Kenny Payne's radio show to put that in context for them. Like Louisville right now is up against it because of the state of the program, which is, let's just be real, it's the laughing stock of college basketball. The the sickos account that, that like covers the worst of college basketball, we're number one in their rankings. We are, people are from every team are writing stories about, you know, Louisville's place in history, which is not great. I also saw today, and this is like a salt in the wound, 
the ACC now is the number seven conference on Ken Palm. It's never finished like worse than six before. It's now behind the Mountain West. This is going to be top to bottom the worst ACC in modern history, and we're contributing to that. I mean, we're leading the charge. By the way, Georgia Tech beat Notre Dame at the buzzer last night, which means we're back in last place by ourselves. The race for 14 is still on. We're going to have to beat them there. We may have to do some more damage because we're now a full game behind both Georgia Tech and Notre Dame in last. That 15-10 game may be our future, unless we get right here. The bottom the bottom six in this conference is terrible. Like, we can – ACC Tournament Tuesday is going to be as bad as it's ever been. Like, BC sucks. We obviously suck. Notre Dame sucks. Georgia Tech sucks. Florida State sucks. Like, all these teams have losing records. The ACC is just, and the top of the ACC ain't nearly as good as it was when we first joined this conference. It's a bad league, and we're the worst team in it. It just adds salt to the wound. Like, we're, in any normal year, I keep using normal year very loosely, but in any normal year, we should be, like, feasting on this league. And yet, here we are, unable to stay within 34 points of a, a pit team that's you know, probably a seven or eight seed in the NCAA tournament. It's very sad. Texas, I, I blame can't, the parents. I blame. I blame, <laughs> I blame my parents. <laughs> they just raised me to cheer for a different team. I wouldn't have to go through this. Texas, I can't take another game of this, let alone another year of KP. It's going to be the death of me. Well, buckle up. I mean, that's the thing is, as much as this sucks right now, it'd be one thing if we could all be like, you know. Kind of like we did last year. Like last year, we when the final buzzer sounded, and I, I have to go back and look at what I said. I know I wrote something of this, like this after the game. I was like, I applaud the way that this team fought in its last two games. It made you know the, the end of this just woeful season a little bit enjoyable. Best of luck to all the coaches leaving. Let's never have to go through this again. Like brighter days are ahead. And like we kind of we knew it wasn't going to be a, a turnaround into like a Final Four team. But we thought that this season would, at the very least, be more enjoyable to follow. You wouldn't have the drama. You'd have a team that would play hard. You'd have signs of progress, regardless of who the head coach was that was coming in. Like, And none of that has happened. And now not only do you have this just complete catastrophe of a season, you've got nothing to, to, to hold on to, nothing to point to and say, I know it's going to be better a year from now. I know that 12 months from now, it's going to be back to be to feeling like Louisville basketball bearing down on March. We're going to be back in the thick of things. We're going to be relevant. Like, And that's the hardest part for everybody right now is it just feels like we're we're spinning our wheels for two years until we talk ourselves into whoever the next hire is. I hope, I mean, I think everybody hopes they're wrong. Everybody hopes that Kenny Payne just goes out there, kills it in the transfer portal, gets rid of the, the, the bad apples, the guys that are, are causing all these culture issues, and we're NCAA tournament good next year, and then we're even better the year after that, and then the program is rolling. But right now, it's just it's hard to talk yourself into that if you have any other mindset outside of I trust in Kenny Payne, I believe in him. Like that's that's all you have right now, and it's it's a tough spot to be in. Let's take a break. When we come back, you guys are, are blowing up the text line. We'll take more of your guys' thoughts at 502-414-1450. A couple of football notes as well. I promise we will get to that. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on Thursday on 1450 and 961 The Big X.
I'm just, I'm gathering information and thinking about it. Leave me alone. It's a process. It's like Kenny Payne. I like this one. I, can't, I thought I did a good one today. We're building behind the scenes. We may not have a great idea yet of what the theme is, but we're the building blocks are being put in place. Now, I don't know how old you were when this song came out. I was in high school, and you could not. Just, I was in, like, grade school, yeah. It's like it's great, I mean, it's shoved down your throat on a daily basis. It was everywhere for sure. I just got my people email today. Do you want your your top celebrity I, I headline? Also, yes, it's not I, about it's not about the royal family. I was gonna say I also loved how this song would be used in like from from funeral to graduation to like it just like it didn't matter like it fit everything. Like we're gonna just use one sweet day on everything. I'm like okay. I don't know. It's it's a pretty niche song. It's about somebody's dead. I know, but it was like you heard it like dances. You heard it like I don't know who'd use it for graduation I'm unless you were like talking about some a parent who's died when you were in school. Be tough. Uh, People don't listen to words. That's the problem. That's that, that, that's 100% true. Right? The top celebrity headline, nothing about the yes, royal family today. Hit me. Britney Spears' inner circle has, quote, grown more concerned for her as plans for an intervention stall. Well, the intervention plans probably stall because they, she, like, Googled. She's like, you guys planning an intervention for me? <laughs> People saying that you are. Here's the, the point of an intervention. What's wrong it's got to be a surprise. You, you really can't like publicly state you're going to give someone an intervention. You should be able Odds to... are that drug addict or alcoholic is not going to show up. She has been going through a lot and has been increasingly combative. I didn't realize that, that we were having Britney problems. What's her addiction? Um, She's acting increasingly erratic. And those around her have grown more concerned. She's often up all night. She sleeps through the day and has a lot of anger. She sounds kind of like you. I was going to say... Big X plans for intervention stall. <laughs> it's like, did you write this on it's Card Chronicle? You said that. I'm like, it does sound like me. You you, you wrote this on Card Chronicle. I know you're no no intervention. It's your name right on the byline. <laughs> What's? I'm still looking what the intervention. Mean, she sounds like someone who is a millionaire who doesn't have to work anymore the rest of her life and enjoying life. She's being mean. Well, do so. Her husband yeah, didn't she just get married? Is being as supportive as possible. Of course he is. It's a meal ticket. <laughs> you kidding me? I'd, be, I'd kiss her ass too. We'd all be supportive. <laughs> uh, beggar like Pearl, beggar like Kenny Payne. So there it is. That's your Mike Rutherford celebrity update of the day. When's the last time has Brittany done anything musically that like of relevance in like ten plus years? It's been a while. I mean, she's basically just a uh, tabloid cover, right? And at this point, kind of like the the, the most interesting like, thing that she was driving around going, "What's a tabloid?" Yeah, no, she had like her big. I guess topic of discussion for the last few years was that the the thing with her dad. Oh, what does another celebrity have a problem with the father? No, like her dad had the what's the word that I'm looking for? Bank account? No. He he basically was like her legal. 
He like owned her. Okay. How? I mean, yeah, again, I clearly don't know. <laughs> there's like a whole documentary on this. I'm pretty, the, sure, the there's, I'm pretty sure the 13th Amendment pretty much no, 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 it was, pretty much that no, it was like the, the, he has like a conservatorship. Is that right? You're asking me? I'm asking the text line. I know so you don't know. You're asking or telling me? He had basically like he like he controlled all of her money, controlled all of her funds. Like she couldn't speak out and stuff. Okay. And it was like a huge. There was a whole documentary on it. Like that was the whole thing. And she got out of that conservatorship. And sounds like it's a good. Sounds like there may have been a good reason for someone to be helping her. Kind of feels like that. Yeah. I mean. Anyways, we don't need to talk about this anymore. <laughs> I was the last time I thought Brittany was relevant was when the girl did the the YouTube video about leaving her alone. That was a guy, and it was like. That was like in 2007. Oh, crap. <laughs> hey, if you didn't learn anything from the Taco Bell story, then you should know I'm not. This is my first time goofing that. There's anything more embarrassing than saying ma'am or sir to someone who isn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I feel such, like such a jackass when I do it. I still do the U2 thing. and I feel weird every time. Like We got a package the other day, and it was like, I don't even know what, know what it was. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was uh, my door. We had DoorDash a few weeks ago. And so I was like, you enjoy your dinner. And I was like, you too. Like, oh my God, just kill me. Just, I, I wish I was dead. <laughs> I'm going to tip you $10 to make you forget about that. All right. Quick uh, props for Super Bowl. People love prop bets. They're out there. They're everywhere. I like this one. Yeah. I'm all for props and gimmicks. Who do you think will be shown first during the national anthem between Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni? Andy Reid. They're getting even odds. Obviously so. I'm going to Andy Reid. Okay, but then the other question is, who will be shown first during the National Anthem, Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes? They're not getting even odds. I'm going Mahomes as well. Hurts is 10 to 11. I think Mahomes and, and Reid will be standing near each other. Probably. Hurts is the favorite there. He's the favorite. Okay. He's 10 to 11. Mahomes is 10 to 13. Uh, do you know? By the way, I, I just found out who's doing the National Anthem. I, who's doing America the Beautiful. I heard it. I, I think I, I saw the night, but I didn't know who they were. Well, the America the Beautiful is being sung by Kenneth Babyface Adams. Oh! And we both like Babyface. Wait a minute, no, no, that's... Did you say Adams? Edmonds. Okay, thank you. I was going to say, wait a minute, that's not Babyface. Edmonds is his name. Yeah. I thought you said Adams. That's what threw me off for a second. Okay. Oh, I did not know that. That 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 is... Uh... Yeah, if he was doing a halftime show, I'd be more, I'd be more intrigued to go as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, for the record, I, did, I went down like a rabbit hole of Rihanna songs last night. I actually knew two songs. I think you'd know more. No, I mean, I actually, I had heard an Umbrella song before. That song sucks, by the way. But not, not, not the point. I did know two other I did like two songs by her, though. That I didn't know. One I didn't know was even by her. And the other one I did, but it's actually featuring her. And I forgot she was in it. There you go. Uh, Chris Stapleton is doing the national anthem. He's from Kentucky, right? Uh, I don't know. I think he's a country is. singer. I don't know. Well, that's kind of cool. That's I, I mean, yeah, I know who that is. He's a country singer that people like. Yeah, pretty sure he's from Kentucky, though. He's from Lexington. Yeah. Which is, yeah. That was a big deal because he did the show at the Kroger, Kroger Field, like the first. That's season. right. You're right. Yeah. So his, you know, the length of the national anthem is out there. The length of the America the Beautiful is over there. Um, will Biden and Trump's Super Bowl picks be correct? They've both apparently taken the Eagles to win. Why is Trump picking? Who cares what he is? He's not president anymore. Well, Trying to appease everyone. I'm surprised he picked the Eagles when they, they gave him the middle finger when he invited them. No. They both have picked Philadelphia. Maybe he's just mad because Kansas, the, the Chiefs made the T-shirts to make fun of him about saying Kansas City, uh, Kansas. Maybe. That doesn't lot, make me feel any better, those two There's picks. a lot of Joe Biden questions on here. Which, that didn't surprise me. Which will be said first after kickoff? Which name, Andy Reid or Nick Sirianni? 
said first. Yeah, the name said. I'm going to read again. I Even think odds. I, I think Reed's probably safe bet. I think mainly because of his connection to both teams, is he's, you're going to get him first in, in most of these scenarios. Will video of Mahomes' injury from the Jacksonville Jaguars game be shown? No. They won't do that. It was, was it on, on the same network? Different network. Yeah, the knows the safe bet. Yeah. The it never knows when, the heavy favorite. When's last Minus two fifty. Anyway, when's last time you saw this? Isn't like wrestling, which by the way, I was on TV again last night technically because they showed a clip from two weeks ago. Love it. Uh, but the, the uh, yeah, I mean, have you ever watched Super Bowl where they show clips of hi, or hi, uh, clips from previous games? They'll talk about them, but they never show the highlights during during the game. I never. can't remember well enough, but I it, I feel like you're right. I don't think they ever do. Uh, what will be said? What will happen first during the broadcast? Will Kelsey Bowl be said? Or will either Kelsey parent be shown? Ooh, Kelsey both said. I think so too. And that's where I would go. You will see the parent, but I think that might be a minute because you'll probably wait till both have played. And then since they're both on offense, you're just going to take it there. There's a which Kelsey will be shown first or the national anthem. <sighs> Jason's getting the better odds. He's five to four. Travis is three to two. I think I think you might get Jason before he's the older brother. There's also a three to one split screen bet that's out there. That's very likely. Put some money on it. You can make some money. Yeah. Which celebration will be formed first, the Uzi or the Gritty? <laughs> if I knew which either one was, I would. I know the Gritty. I don't know the Uzi. Is the Uzi just like the? <laughs> <laughs> it's where the YouTube cameras because <laughs> people listening just heard you go. <laughs> I mean, I picture Uzi the, the gun, right? I guess. I mean, I, mean, I know Lil Uzi Vert is a rapper. But who? Lil Uzi Vert is a rapper. Why? If I'm gonna begin to rap, I'm, I'd go by Big, like Big Uzi. Okay. Like, why does everybody got to be little? It's so, so generic. It's why everybody, no, no, there's no originality with They everything. flipped it. They just rip off of everything else. Um, Lil TK. No, Big TK. Lil T. Big T. Lil Trev. Like, Big Pun. Big Kels. Like, well, yeah, like, Big Pun. Like, we're, we need more Big Pun. Big Punishers. Will Kevin Hart be on stage during the postgame? Nope. He got rejected last time, thankfully, and he got rejected again this time. Will DeMar Hamlin be said during the broadcast? Yes. I'm going no. Ooh, that's a good call. Going no. Who will be mentioned first? Now, it depends. If a player's down for for a second. Then, for sure. Then yeah. it's done. Yeah. Who will be mentioned first in the broadcast, Drake or Mattress Mac? They're not going to mention it. Mattress Mac. No. I don't think that. they ever really mentioned this. He's only mentioned during, like, NBA and baseball, I feel like. I don't think they'll mention Drake either. I, I agree. I don't think they will either. Why would they? God, these prop bets are so long. That's enough. I mean, that's, that's why would why would why what, what, Drake has no relevance to either either city other than the fact he jumps on bandwagons? I don't even know. Is he he's not performing or well? Rihanna had songs with Drake. Maybe he's gonna be performing at the Super Bowl. Yeah, but everybody has songs with everybody now. Well, I'm just saying maybe he could be performing at halftime. Oh, okay. That's why. I think that's, is she still? Go, is she gonna use the? Uh, is she gonna wear the uh, Dr. Seuss hairdo? I still don't really know what you're talking. There's about. There's the commercial where they're like. They're like, all you hear is like Cliff be like, where's Rihanna been? And she's like walking up towards and she goes, uh, goes at the very end. Her hair looks like, like cat and hat. I don't remember that. I'll find it for you. I saw Jack Harlow's in a Super Bowl commercial. Did you see that? I saw I saw a preview for White Man Can't Jump too. And the preview for White Man Can't Jump looked bad. Oh, it looks awful. I, don't, I like Jack. It looks awful. Jack's my guy. I, I did not like it. The Doritos commercial that he's doing in the Super Bowl is pretty good. I like okay. It. I'd be good for Elton that. Elton John's in it. Missy Elliott's in it. Star studded. But he's the, he's the star. He's the focus. So that was that was cool to see. Wild that he's gone from just you know kid at Atherton rapping on YouTube five years ago to Super Bowl commercials. He's it's the five hundred two come up is real, my friends. Okay, I see what you're talking. That about. looks like Doctor Seuss. Looks like a Grinch character. Yes. Uh, yeah, for sure. I don't really know what that's from, but it's from the, the the commercial they ran to promote her being the halftime show. It's been oh, all, gotcha. I don't know how you haven't seen it. It's on I have, every I day. I don't watch commercials. 
That's true. Yeah, I don't watch commercials. 502 414 We'll take some more of your text here to wrap up the second hour. Uh, by the way, the new bracketology came out from Joe Lenardi. The cards are not in the field, Trev. Um, are they in the last four in, out? Uh, no. Next four out? No. Next four out? No. Next 12 out? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last four in, according to Lenardi, interesting for local ties here, Texas A&M, Richard Patino's New Mexico uh, Lobos, okay. North Carolina, and Kentucky. Last Ooh. four teams in the field there. Now, is, is that true or is he going for clickbait? I, I mean, everybody seems to have Kentucky in like either the last four and in the last four out right now. Okay. Uh, first four out, according to Lenardi, Memphis, Wisconsin. Well, you thought last year they got out of the tournament quick. Oregon and Seton Hall. Last four buys, USC, Nevada, Oklahoma State, Boise State. God, the ACC, the ACC, despite being so bad overall, has still has seven teams in the field. Which makes sense. If you look at this this conference, I feel like, because I was looking at the early ACC tournament bracket, somebody had laid it out. The last six teams are all just just terrible. Like I feel like we could beat any one of those. Everybody above them, besides Syracuse, is like I think pretty good. You've got eight teams that are pretty good, just not great in this conference, and you've got six teams that are just atrocious. And then Syracuse and and maybe Wake are just kind of like whatever. I feel like this this year's Final Four is going to go like I don't know if there's going in between. It's going to be one of two ways. You're going to have just utter shock of one and twos. Or you're going to have just complete madhouse of like a six, an eight, a five, and a twelve. And even if you have chalk, you're likely to have teams that aren't historically. That's true, but like, still, I you mean, may have you could have teams that are one seeds in there, and you still probably are going to have a first team, uh, a first time national champion. Like, well, yeah, especially if Purdue's up there as the one. There's a real legitimate chance that for the first time in a long time, well, I guess Virginia was a first time national champion. Yeah, we're going to have a first time national champion that's kind of off the beaten path. I mean, I mean, Houston right. is fantastic. Alabama is 11-0 in the SEC, and they've won 10 of their games by double figures. They destroyed Florida last night. <clears throat> Tennessee got beat by Vandy. I mean, the teams that are in the top 10 right now, how many do you think do not have a national championship? That are in the top 10 right that now? They're currently in the AP top 10. I'm just looking at right now. I'm going to guess four. I know Houston, Bama, Purdue. I'm trying to think of who else is in the top 10 right now. Is Creighton in the top 10 They're right close, now? close, but no, Creighton is not. It's six, by the way. Six. Including the top four. Purdue, Tennessee, Houston, Alabama, Kansas State, and Texas. Texas never won a national title? I don't believe so. For some reason, I thought they had one back in the day. No, no. Not that not, not I'm aware of. Oklahoma State has under Oklahoma A&M. I knew that. But no, not Texas. Wow. that's Six is nuts. I believe the final their final four run in, in, under Barnes and TJ4 was their first final four. They've been to three final fours, but no national titles. Was that first final four TJ4 one? Or did no. they, go, they went one before that. Okay. They've been at two in the forties. Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, pretty much in the in the, real basketball, they've been to one. Yeah, it was the, 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 the 03 team. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Could be a while. I, I'm with you though. I think now, that, granted, the other ones are UCLA, Kansas, and Arizona, and, and Virginia, who all I mean, the two of those have multiple titles. Like you watch the teams that are supposed to be a cut above the rest. Like I watched a little bit of the Tennessee Vandy game down the stretch last night, and Tennessee. I mean, and I watched them play against Kentucky when Kentucky beat them. Tennessee's. I, I know their defense is one of the best in the history of modern college basketball, their offense sucks. And you cannot win an a- Hey, it's Rick Barnes again. We just talked about him with Texas. I'm going to bust up the old, you know, people. defense wins championships. Not by itself. Defense and offense win championships. Like, let's just cut that stupid-ass saying out forever. It's dumb. Offense and defense win championships. You've got to be— And special teams. Hi- history says you've got to be top 20 
in Ken Palm's adjusted offensive efficiency and adjusted defensive efficiency. I think since he started doing this thing, which was 0102, you've only had one national champion that has finished out of the top 20 in one of those categories. And so you look at it, only like seven teams fit that mold right now. It's like, I don't know if Tennessee has the offense to win, but I think it'll be a fun NCAA tournament. I wish it would have Louisville in it. But. By the way, of the top 25, 17 have no national title. Jeez, that's wild. I mean, that's, yeah, you, you'd love to see like St. Mary's make a run. That would be kind of I mean, but you, cool. you also have like FAU and St. Mary's as 18 and 19. and I San Diego mean, State. Yeah, San Diego State at 22, Auburn at 25. Who, by the way, one last night after the worst ejection I've ever seen. There was like a little skirmish, and some dude laughed at a guy, and they tossed him out of the game. It was the that had to be there had to be something underneath that. They like, were trying. What was they were trying to get you? Mountain West does boot, does bid collusion. They try to get as many teams in the tournament as possible. Utah State needed that win more than San Diego State. They tried to give it to Utah State last night, but SDSU won because they're, uh, they're a better team. Utah State too. Yeah. That's right, you did. Yeah. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says as much a kid anymore. Well, it was conservatorship. Is the the Bernie Spears thing? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay, I've never. It was a big story for a while. I I vaguely remember it. I just didn't. I I I, I think I, think, I want to even say because I was doing KRC with them, and then I think they brought it up a couple times. But I cared so little that it just didn't. I didn't even bother watching. I'm not watching that stuff. KRC text. KRC text. Roush showing his lack of knowledge in college basketball. Oh, that's yeah, that's a given. Assistants whisper or tell the head coach, "Hey, that's two fouls on him," or let's get him a breather real quick. Then the head coach points at a guy on the bench to sub in. The sub starts with the assistants coming from a guy whose best friend is D1 assistant. Huh? I don't know what Roush said, but he, the, the texture's right. Like, subs will typically go to the head coach and be like, he's got two or he's got three. Yeah. Yeah. Roush is a football guy anyway. So it, you, I'm not going to get mad if he says something about basketball. He's 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 a better football guy. That's his, that's his, that's his main thing. Well, he's a great wrestler. <laughs> Nick Roush is a great wrestler? Yeah. Roush. <laughs> that's R O U. That's spelled completely wrong. Texas, which current or former UFL athlete would you want with you during a zombie apocalypse? Have you watched The Last of Us yet? No. Is that what it's about? It's it's about the end of the world. That's all I know. Oh, well, now, now I really don't care. I'm so tired of those the zombies. You don't stuff. like apocalypse no, stuff? No, it's so well, it's based on a video game. That doesn't you're not helping. It's a zombie video game thing. Like Resident Evil? No. It's called The Last of Us. Street Fighter? Which current former Mario Brothers? Who I'm would sorry, you want with I you? Need more video you need games? somebody crafty and somebody who can handle themselves. Jerome Harmon. Jerome Harmon's your pick. <laughs> I thought you would go with David Padgett. Too tall and white, he'll get noticed. <laughs> Honestly, not a bad point. <laughs> Jerome Harmon grew up in Gary, Indiana. I'm going with Jerome Harmon. I want. Who would you get along with? Too. You got to take all these stuff into account. Who wouldn't? Like, go behind your back. I'll get along with anybody that can help me stay alive. I'm going Peyton Sifa. I think Sifa would be great during a zombie apocalypse. Great leader, resourceful, not too big to get noticed, wouldn't backstab you. I'm going Sifa. I think Sifa would be great. I mean, Harmon would probably backstab me. I could see him being like Danny McBride character in, in, in This is the End. Well, Hermione took all our bleep. <laughs> What's that? But he's like, well, Hermione took all our plea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Emma Watson robs him. Oh, with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with an axe. Well, no, what was the, the best line? Is with something with unchill? Something <laughs> not so chill, chill happened, happened last night. <laughs> I used it all the time on the show. Just the way he says that, just the deadpan approach. So 
It's so good. The first time I watched it, that was the hardest level after thing. That's, yeah, that, that movie's it's, yeah, it's pretty decent. Texas says, hey, big shout-out to Donovan Mitchell making the starting lineup in the NBA All-Star game. Pretty awesome, but also depressing considering where our program was and is now. Yeah, he first former Cardinal to ever start an NBA All-Star game. They still game. vote that? They still have some votes, though, right? Yes. Okay. Um, Which is good. I'm glad he's getting the votes. In. It is very cool. I think that's awesome. It does. I mean, it hasn't been that long, I guess, since he was here. And remember all the— Five, six years almost. 2017 was his was his last season. But like remember all the hope that we had as a two seed that got upset in the second round. You know, Mitchell immediately after the game is like, I can't I can't wait to come back to win a national title. I can't wait to come back to win a national title. And you're kind of thinking, in that moment, you're thinking, still a solid chance that he goes. He's a, he's a kid getting caught up in a moment here. But if he does come back, my God, like we're probably going to be the favorites to win the national title next year. And you go from from that mentality in March of 2017 to what happened to us that fall and to now being three and 21 and having no idea when the hell you're going to be relevant again. It has been a precipitous fall from grace. Something love, you just said some completely unchill right there. It's something not so chill was not just so said on these, these airwaves. Said, just wait, 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 wait. We had a fun segment up until then. I, I, like, I mean, good Lord, dude. All right, we got to go to break on that. Yeah, on, yeah, on that depressing note, let's hear some more uh, One Sweet Day by Mariah Give Gary. me some more One Sweet Day. We'll come back. Five o'clock hours up next. Keep it locked right here on the Big X. Video of Louisville basketball. about Donovan. Songs ten years apart. You're close. Because I know this. You're was noticing. Like, you're noticing the odds have changed. This was like mid 2000s. One Sweet Day was mid 90s. I know Debbie Boone was way back then. I can't remember what was right, right before One Sweet Day, but it was like an 80s song. It was. It was Olivia Newton-John. Let's get physical. Okay. You 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 are on the right path. Okay, all right. Wait, they, they, one they, more. they are each from a different decade, but they all have something in common from each decade. Okay. All right, I like that. All right, we'll keep thinking. We have one left. You have one left. We'll get there. We're building the culture. 
We're figuring it out. <laughs> We're going to get there. All the theme of Black Eyed Peas. Welcome back into the, the, the 5 o'clock hour here at the Mike Rutherford Show oh, on 1450 oh, and 961 The Big X. Reminder, you can always catch every second of every episode via podcast, wherever you find your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, I don't think iTunes exists anymore, but if it does, you can still search 1450 The Big X. It'll have every episode of the Mike Rutherford Show. Also, every episode of Spears on Sports and The Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. If you want KRC, I search for KRC directly. They're, they're too big. They're too powerful. They're too cool to be lumped in with us. But again, no excuse to ever miss a second of any show here on the Big X. I was told that you didn't want to be lumped in with them. That's not true. They have their, Well, that wouldn't be – you can't lump me. I couldn't be on the KRC page. They're the ones who are outside. They have their own thing. I love being associated with Spears and Dennison. They're great. Yeah, and, and Rashawn. And every episode every of uh, Wake Up 502, yeah. which you can catch right here on Airwaves uh, every weekend. We've got lots of text out there. The I knew this was going to happen. We tried to stay away from basketball in the first segment. So we talked a little bit about your, your Wednesday, a little AEW. Mm-hmm. We talked about some uh, you know, Super Bowl memories, your thoughts, you know, your travel plans, all this stuff. And then we got into the second segment into... Kenny Payne radio show last night, his comments, which caused a little bit of a stir talking about how, you know, Purvis Ellison begged me not to take this job. And, you know, starting next year, we're going to have high quality kids that were raised great by their parents. And you're not going to be able to recognize them An answer that, that drove a lot of responses from people this morning and, and this afternoon. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. I, I agree with that. And people on the text line have had some significant takes to that, but, we're trying to avoid just a full three hours of basketball misery. And tomorrow will be easier to do that because we'll be previewing the weekend ahead. We'll have more Super Bowl stuff to get to. We'll have TK's travel plans may be set in stone. We'll find out there. I mean, you may be on the road. We may be hearing from you via phone tomorrow on the show. Who knows? I said a buddy text me on my fancy baseball league and want to know if I could do my fancy draft this weekend. I'm like, doesn't sound like a good friend. I'm about to respond and be like, not if you want me to pay attention. Kidding me? Because this, it's A, it's an auction. And now it is all online. But it's, Still. An, but it's an auction draft. He said Sunday. Yeah, and, and, and on top of that, it's like, let's get another one. Like, this is like the third person in my league takes me if I can do this draft. Now they're saying they can move it to Saturday, though. Even Saturday, I mean, if I'm on the I don't want to. You're focused. Yeah. You got I, bigger things going on right now. And I've got, I cut a lot of people off my fantasy baseball team. You get a 42-man roster. I, I think I only got like 12 guys on my roster right now. So I got to draft a lot of people. I cut almost everybody. I was like, we're done with You're this. You're Kenny Payne. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm changing the culture here. Changing the culture, redoing the roster, hitting the transfer portal. I think I kept I kept Tyler Stevenson from the Reds. There you go. I did keep him. He's I've got, the number nine ranked catcher on yeah. MLB The Show. He was cheap. I've got three catchers, though. So I mean, That was the best Reds news we've had. I found myself, it was like 1230 a.m. the other night, and I was, I was YouTubing Reds-Giants 2012 NLDS Game 5 highlights. Because somebody was talking about Buster Posey, and I was like, I've got to see this. I, I forgot like, about Buster Posey. I was like, this was the last time I was happy. He was like a number one pick. He was, in, he was great. He was incredible. Great. Long, long career. Just kind no, of- I'll tell you what it was. I stumbled upon a reel of Matt Leto starting a fight in a in like a minor league game, like an all-out brawl. Like he, he throws that a dude twice and then just attacks the guy coming out. And I was like, I've got to watch the Latos giving up the Grand Slam now. I've got who, to do who, it. Now, you acquired Latos. How, who did, didn't you give up something big for him? We did. I can't remember which trade that was. That, I can't, was, that was kind of a big trade, I remember. But that wasn't... It wasn't the Josh Hamilton. I think we gave up Josh Hamilton for a pitch. That was Volquez. For Volquez, yeah. I can't remember who we gave up for Latos, but hey, it was he was good for like a year until the playoffs. <laughs> and then he, when when the wheels came off for Matt Latos, they came off completely. He was from the Padres, if I remember 
Padres. Exactly. He was from the Padres. The best thing about Matt, Matt Latos is his wife, who was certifiably insane, had a cat named Cat Latos, and it got its own Twitter account, and that, that was great. What are you looking up? I was trying to see where he uh, maybe got tripped about and how to spell It's Latos. fine. Don't worry about it. It's just it's L-A-T-O-S. But anyways, that's how I stumbled upon the 95 or the, the, the 2012 Game 5 NLDS. I was like, what am I doing? Funny. I also ended up watching because I, w- I had the – it may have been the UK-Arkansas game that was, it was on ESPN the other night. It led right into Scott Van Pelt's sports center, and he was talking about Arkansas, and he was like, Anthony Dillard. I was like, oh, it's Al Dillard. Come on, man. Oh, it was Yonder Alonzo. Thank you. That was Ed Edison-Bocas. Thank you. It, it was, uh, he, he said Anthony Dillard, and I was like, come on, man. It's Al Dillard. He's talking about shooting from the logo, and I ended up stumbling upon Al Dillard highlights that I had to watch for like seven minutes. The most exciting player in college basketball. It was in Arkansas? Yeah. He would, remember he would he shoot, shoot from the nose. Shoot yeah. from the snout. Yeah. Like I forgot like, just how much this dude would pull. Text line, thank you for the yonder Alonzo. Like he they're would reminding just, us too. Yeah. He'd pull like in air, like like not even at all lined up to the basket. It was incredible. I was like, this is this is how I'm spending my days instead of being over the moon with Louisville basketball stuff and college basketball what, stuff in general. What time was this going on? What? What time was this last night? No, this is like three nights ago. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was the one because I wonder what I was doing at the same time. This oh, Matt Lados in his career with the Blue Jays. Yeah, he sucked. I didn't. Hear. He signed with them on February 16th to 17th and was released on May 30th to 17th. He was, he was not good. Reminder, Louisville women's basketball in action tonight as they look to, to get hot in this home stretch. They're taking on Virginia at 7 o'clock. You'll be able to hear that on 970 WGTK. You'll be able to watch it on ACC Network Extra. Here's hoping the cards can string together some ACC victories and get right. They still got two games against Notre Dame, who's a top 10 team left on the schedule. So it's time. Let's get going. Also, a couple quick notes. I'll get back to the text line here in a second. There's a team out there that's interested in Malik Cunningham, more so than other teams. Football? Yes. New England Patriots. Arena? New England Patriots have significant interest in Malik Cunningham. I don't buy this because I remember the whole thing that they did with Lamar Jackson, where it was like they had Tom Brady like commenting on his post on Instagram. They had Belichick like talking about like Lamar, and then they they had. Three chances to take him in the first round, and they didn't. I'm like, this is all just smoke screen. I don't, I don't buy it. I always like the the the, the Saints are trading up. They're gonna, they're clearly gonna take Lamar, and they took Marvin. Mar- I, I was so disappointed. Yeah. I was so disappointed. But it ended up working out well for everybody. Denver's uh, actually not all things considered. The uh, the ESPN College Football Crew. This is the football nugget I wanted to get to earlier. The ESPN College Football Crew. You know, they're starting prediction season for college football lasts like seven months. The actual season lasts like three. We break down everything from February until. Uh, late August, but they they already started their roundtable discussions, and they one of the questions that was on the table was, all right, let's hear it, your wild prediction for 2023. And Bill Connolly, who I love, former colleague, his wild prediction for 2023 was Louisville wins the ACC. He says, okay, it'll probably be FSU or Clemson, and FSU, quote, lives up to increasingly lofty hype is another prediction that I seriously considered here, but you asked for a wild prediction. In their first division-free ACC schedule, the Cardinals avoided both Florida State and Clemson, and their toughest conference road game is probably either NC State or Miami. If Jeff Brom enjoys any of the first-year effects that he saw at Purdue when he immediately bumped the Boilermakers from 3-9 and nine to 7-6, and six, he could have a surprisingly awesome first season. The hype train's rolling, TK. I don't see... I, I don't We're getting see, going you early. You can't break down the logic. Here's the thing. The two teams you're talking about competing with... Clemson has is just as much mystery around him as anybody. Well, we don't play him. I mean, we don't play him. Florida State, same. And Florida State, I mean, whether we played him or not, I mean, if it hadn't been for 
you know, Satterfield not realizing that they had a tall guy, we could have maybe won that game. The tall guy. That's, that's his actual name. Which, by the way, if, if the zombies are all Satterfield, then I'll take Pageant because he's not going to be noticed by Satterfield zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback joke. I like that one. <laughs> it has layers. Um, so, yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think it's is, – is it crazy? I mean, no. I don't think it's completely a hot take at all. I also like the the other football note that I wanted to get to. And I'm for it. Who said that, by the way? Uh, Bill Connolly from ESPN. He's a very smart man. He has got his own uh, metric system, which you don't like numbers, yeah. but that's fine. I mean, that's okay. I mean, yeah, I don't like the metric system. I mean, yeah. S&P, I'm, I'm, baby. I'm team Jimmy Carter. Screw the metric system. But so, <laughs> so I never understood why the Snyder has the metric system on their stuff, man. too. <laughs> so Pete Nocta comes out last night with a, a very pointed tweet. I think people are excited that we have TJ Capers, who's a top five overall player in the 2024 class from yeah. Miami, committed to Louisville. But also people are kind of like, and understandably so, I'll believe it when he signs. We had Ruben Owens, who was the number one running back last year. We had DeAndre Moore, who was a top three wide receiver. We ended up not getting either one of them. Nocta comes out last night and tweets out, these Flyville 24 alphas are locked in. It feels good when you know they are solid and about to build a monster. And then he says 305 with a little plain emoji to the Ville. Like, trying to put the message out there very clearly. This ain't going to happen again. Capers is locked. We're good to go. I can't say his name yet. But if we're talking about a kid from the 305 who's locked into Louisville that uh, is not going to be going anywhere, it's going to be him. It doesn't make me feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> we are. it doesn't make me feel like 100% certain that we're not going to get Ruben Owens or DeAndre Mord again. But it's nice that Nocta, at least as of right now, feels confident that Capers is, is good for the long haul. But it's going to be, look, these other schools aren't going to stop recruiting him. Miami's still going to come after him hard. Alabama, Auburn, all these schools that were were after him initially, they're still going to be right there talking to him. It's a long 10 months to go, but as of right now, it's nice that Noct is putting that message out there because it's, it's it's a little bit comforting. Um, one other thing, I, I'm trying to think of the, the other thing that I had going on. Do you have Carl inside over there? No, I'm texting the league people. That you can't do the draft? Well, I told him I can do it, but I'm not going to be paying attention. Well, they're like <laughs> I'm like, I was like, you finished the last like four years in a row. What's the difference? Uh, <laughs> uh, why don't you hear, just to start the, this, this this discussion? Because we do have to get back to basketball. I'm listening, though. Well, I need you to listen because I need you to play the clip that I sent you. Okay. Oh, yeah. I got to do something. Crap. Yeah. Sorry. So <laughs> the topic nationally about Kenny Payne is, is still being discussed. Now, it's probably going to start. People are going to pay less attention to Louisville now that we get closer and closer to the NCAA tournament when you know, bubble talk is great for clicks, seeding talk is great for clicks, bracketology in general is great for clicks, and, and spoiler, Louisville not really... We're not going to be featured on any bracketology anytime soon. But <clears throat> last night Did they do on, the CBI bracketology? Well, we're not going to be that either. What's, what's the lowest tournament available? Well, I think the CIT is done. One of, one, of the, one of those two, CBI or CIT, is, is closed up shop. I want to make a website that does a CIT bracketology. There is an NIT bracketology. Well, yeah, but that's that's not as fun. I want the lower one. Yeah. I want the one like saying, Harvard, you're one of the last four out. That's basically just like who wants to play in this. Like, <laughs> like they don't have enough teams that say they want to play in it to field the, the other <laughs> one quit because they couldn't get enough teams. That's the funny part about it. But so Jeff Goodman and Doug Gottlieb, I know people have significant opinions about them, but still, like they, they talk about college basketball oh, for a living. They were on that first 68 podcast, the, the live podcast the other night, and they were taking just national questions. And one of the questions that came up was, what do you do with Kenny Payne if you're Louisville's athletic director right now? And I thought their answer is, it's about two minutes long. It was, it was interesting. Here, here's what they As answer. always, we take your viewer questions and 
We got a good one from Brian Hare. Doug, what would you do if you are the Louisville athletic director right now with Kenny Payne? He's just wrap, wrapping up one of the worst seasons ever for first-year head coach. I mean, it, it's a complete train wreck. I would give him another year. Where do you stand with this? I, I think you have to give him another year as an alum, especially, um, because it would it would show a, a real lack of, of loyalty towards him. Um, they they didn't select well in the portal. They didn't get their primary they didn't objective. They did in the portal. Select well. They didn't select in the portal. That was their biggest problem, right? You got one guard. Uh, it was a joke. The, the, whole, the whole thing is crazy. Yes. Crazy. Um, and then with the team they have, if I'm honest, uh, a good portion of the season they haven't looked well coached. Now, he has some good coaches on staff, but they haven't looked well coached. It's not like, like well, you know, at least they're running good offense. But like, it hasn't some been guys, hey, Doug, but I think Some he, guys are, are made to be assistant coaches. Do you think Kenny Payne is one of those guys? Yes. But, I do too. But yes, you can hire too. you can hire guys. You can hire guys that can do all the other stuff. Kenny is a great guy. Kenny's a great guy. And many of the aspects, many of the aspects of, of college basketball don't come down to X and O's. But there are just some holes there. And like again, um, you know, he went to the NBA for a period of time. He had his ties obviously to World Wide West and just the kind of world has changed in how you get players, but a lot of it also is you got to get them, you got to evaluate them right, and then you got to put them into place. Like the, their structure is is off there. Now he inherited a mess. If we're just being honest as well, that place hasn't been right in a couple of years. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that I there was here's here's the thing with Kenny Payne. There was never there wasn't another job outside of Louisville and maybe Kentucky because he had been there obviously with Cal. Where at a at that level of basketball, and he was like, you know, we should hire Kenny Payne. This hadn't really been discussed. He's not that guy, and that's okay. Um, there's a little bit of Peter principle here, and I think he's been I think he's been elevated to a level above his competency. Now you can change some of the structure of your staff. This is a, a, an era in basketball where you can fix it in the portal, but you better fix it this year because year two is the year they have to be better. Yeah, his staff concerned me too. When he, you know, Danny Manning, solid, but you could put him off the road. Josh Jamison, a guy coming from an op spot at Oregon, made no sense. And Nolan Smith is your kind of only guy that could recruit at a high level. All right, that was uh, Jeff Goodman and Doug Gottlieb talking about the the Kenny Payne conundrum. I think it's interesting. They both agree that he deserves a second year, wow. but they're also like, I don't think he's a head coach. I think he's an assistant. Yeah. I think he's. They, they, I mean, Gottlieb brings up the Peter principle. It. Well, I mean, let's just forget. I mean, I, 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 us offering pain. No one, no one else was even offering pain a job. Yeah, he still had. We had to. He still had to. We had to beg him to come here to the only, the only team in probably college basketball that would give him a job. It's not lost on me. I mean, th that was a topic of discussion last year. A, a ton. You know, would Kenny Payne get this job if he wasn't? No. But if I mean, John Shire wouldn't have the Duke job if he wasn't an alum either. Like it's, it's. But, a, but he was at least an assistant being promoted up. I mean. He was, but I mean, also he still would not have gotten that job if he had not been a Duke guy, and Payne would not have gotten this job if he hadn't been a Louisville guy. I, I mean, it pains me to see, and it's it's. I, I continue to think that it's really interesting that the the national perception of what's going on at Louisville is almost more harsh than what we're hearing from a lot of people here locally. 
like nationally, everybody's kind of looking at this and they're like, of course, this is not going to work. Like you're three and 21 at a place like Louisville. That's duh. Like, like that, that seems to be the general consensus from everybody. And I like that they also threw out there Tyson Tate do this thing where it's like, whenever you know a coach is on the way out, people always refer to him as a good guy. Like that's, that's how you always temper the, the conversation. Like he, he's a good guy, one of the good guys in the sport. But, and then whatever comes afterward is always like, he sucks at his job. And so they do this like good guy of the week thing. They did the good guy thing. Like, like both of them were like, they're, they're saying these things that are critical of Kenny Payne. I don't think he's a head coach. I think he's a guy who fits as an assistant. He's a great guy. And like Goodman's like, oh, he's the best. I'm like, oh no. It's the kiss of death when you say that. Like you never want, like you never hear, like people don't, don't, don't start conversations with about Rick Pitino or John Calipari or even like Jay, even guys who are generally good guys. If the, the, the creme de la creme in coaching, you're never like, he's a really good guy. He's a great guy. It's the kiss of death when you say that. And now that's that was what, what we're the crack was. He's a, he's such a nice guy. Joker Phillips, such a wonderful human being. Great guy. Great the best. guy. But not winning games. Not winning games. I, guys, I just saw did James Wiseman got traded. Yeah, everybody got traded. If you've heard of them, they got traded. Besides really? LeBron. Okay, here's a question. Who do you get traded for? Oh, I've got no idea. None. <laughs> Sad- Sadiq Bay? Oh, Sadiq Bay. Okay. Yeah. Villanova. I don't, I don't remember him. I didn't remember him playing Villanova. Yeah, he was... It's pretty good. You should check him out. <laughs> the movie. He, by the way, was... In the, I think he came out of the same draft as Wiseman. Yeah. So they literally just traded the guy that took number two in that draft to the guy that went 19th in that draft. That's, That's oh, hilarious. <laughs> um, That's such a great thing. That 2020 draft was not very good. By the way, 502 is the Thornton Stacks line. Texas says, Trevor, go for broke. Throw out your PayPal, Cash App, Zelle. I don't even know what Zelle is. Anything. You don't have kids. We live vicariously through you and Scoots. It might be 20 years before your next Super Bowl. Trust me, I'm a Cowboys fan. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm sorry. For that, second, I, I mean, here's the thing: we've been to two Super Bowl. Well, we've been to three technically. One though did occur before I was technically born. Well, not technically, I wasn't born yet. I was born in April. We went in January, um, losing the Raiders in '80. But the, so in my adult lifehood, we've been to two. We went to one. We lost. I didn't go. We went to one. I went. We won. Hundred percent hit rate. Which is weird because before I went to that Super Bowl, like my record of going to watch the Eagles play games was not very good. Now, in fairness, one of those games, Kevin Cobb, I mean, Kevin Cobb was a starter and another Mark Sanchez was a starter for us. So I've been at two Lions games. We lost them both. That's all I've got. I'm kind of with a texter, though. You're, you're going to find the love of your life this year. So you're not going to be single for long. These are the last days of having this, this level yeah, of. Yeah, but if she's loved my life, she's going to accept the fact that we. We could go to the Super Bowl, maybe, maybe, maybe. But it's not like gonna be like this, where you can just like I'm doing. I'm doing twenty farmer market trips during a year. I'm going to the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> is that how you think marriage is? Just just farmers market, just constantly chores. You have to, yeah, a little bit of chores, a little bit, a little bit of a honey do list, and just sit and watch. But even if she wanted to like go with you, she's gonna want to have things better planned out than like I may just leave after the show on Friday and wing it. So this is this may be your last opportunity to do this. Well, that's, she can plan it out then. She can, but you may not like that. Like you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do. It's not going to be a full just TK heavy trip. That's the point. This year it is, and like the texture says, you never know 
this could be the last time in your lifetime the Eagles go to the Super Bowl. You just you never know. This opportunity doesn't come along every time, every year. I, I've never the, I've seen the Lions win one playoff game in my life. Now you barely probably remember that. I don't remember it at all. I remember it. I know you do. Because y'all destroyed the Cowboys. You need to They're beautiful. I think you need to to, to capitalize on this. By the way, the I just this is another email. Delicto.com analyzed Google Trends. D E L I C T O T E O dot com. The most searched for sex positions in Kentucky. Do you want to guess what number one was? Doggy. Missionary. We're so boring. Of course it was. Uh number two sixty nine. Number three, cowgirl. Reverse cowgirl. I know they just they just say cowgirl. So not not the reverse. Just standard on top. Reverse missionary. Get excited, Kentucky. Come on. Like, yeah, I mean, yesterday we're the least active state in America, the third least active state in America. Now we're looking at boring sex positions. It's because we're lazy. That's, we don't, we don't want to work hard. We don't want to figure out anything new. We don't want to bend. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I like just to lay there as much as the next guy. But, I mean, come on. I was going to say, coming from you. <laughs> come on. I mean, I, I can move around. Um. Oh, God. On top is not my best place, though. No, okay. I don't need don't need the visual. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> just think Rich Gannon and Tony Stark. <laughs> Together? No, just be falling. <laughs> Texas, what is the genesis of Trevor's Eagle fandom being born and raised in Louisville? You've had to describe this before. Wait a minute. Like the band? No. They, they, what's the story of you being oh, an Eagles fan? Uh, it's kind of a multiple parter, but a lot of it, I've watched in the Fog Bowl in 88 on the t- on television was a big one. And then right for that, my aunt gave me like this Eagles, I got this Eagles t-shirt for Christmas, like the very next year. And I just thought it was a cool, really cool shirt. And I was like Randall Cunningham. Then I watched Randall Cunningham on Monday Night Football that, that same season, the next season against uh, the Giants and the Rubberman match with Carl Banks bouncing off of him, the touchdown pass. But those little moments growing up, but I actually really didn't get hardcore into like being an Eagles fan to like or I was I think I was like thirteen or fourteen really. Really? Like I was so much more into like wrestling and the NBA and, and college bass, college sports, what well, basketball primarily. Like I liked it in NFL and, and pro football, but I wasn't like I, I around when Jeffrey Lurie bought the team in ninety three from from Toes and free agency opened up and we we signed Ricky Waters right right away and gave him a big deal. I kinda I started getting more into the NFL when I was about 13, 14. Okay. But, I mean, I was I technically, weirdly enough, if you had asked, like, 8, 9-year-old, 10-year-old Trevor, he'd probably have told you it was a tie between the Chiefs and Eagles. Mm. Because I was also a huge Krishna Koye fan. I was a Krishna Koye fan, too. And playing on and, and Tecmo Bowl. He was so, unstoppable. Yeah. and bear, I mean, I can still name you that whole lineup. It was Steve Berg at quarterback. You don't have to do that. Rob Thomas, not the musician at one wide receiver. Stephon Page at the other. Johnson Hayes at tight end. Barry Ward and uh, Krishna Koye. Would you like a so if you go to if you do wind up going to Phoenix, yeah, you could theoretically swing by the Waste Management Phoenix Open in Scottsdale, which is the it's like the party go. If you were ever going to go to a golf, tournament, what is what is what is the worst name for a golf open? Well, this is the this is like the party golf tournament. This is the one. Okay. Uh, if you ever seen clips, they have I think it's the sixteen is is the par three where they have like just drinking stations set up everywhere. If a guy like hits a crazy shot, they just like throw their beers. They go nuts. Golf. It's basically like Happy Gilmore. In real life. I like it. But anyway, the first round is underway. I just saw two people trying to sex in the woods while I tried to okay. putt. <laughs> Currently tied for the lead at five under is former UofL golfer Adam Hadwin. Crushing it. Awesome. He's tied with Nick Taylor right now, five under. This former, be, is he also a little guy? He's not. Okay. They're both Canadian, though. 
but this hey. would be the biggest win in Hadwin's career. He's been a, a great PGA golfer now for a while, uh, had a couple of, of nice little breakthrough performances, but if he were able to win this somehow, it would be a, a gigantic victory for him. This, I mean, this is a big tournament. This is one of the bigger ones on tour. People love this this tournament. And so that's why they booked it during the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, it's huge crowds. <laughs> I mean, that's not too genius. Well, it's they're, they're still doing well. It's going to be fine. Like they're it's doesn't it even mean college basketball stays away from putting games on this Sunday, don't they? Um, I mean, I'm sure yeah, there's a they few, do. but I they mean, do. don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm sure there'll be a couple, but like the smaller level schools. Yeah, I mean, but, it, attendance. It, I mean, the NBA the TV ratings won't be great, but they don't. The Phoenix Open, the people are going to show up. I mean, like, the NBA probably is trying to do mostly day games on that day as well. Nobody's competing with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're not really trying. I mean, this, yeah, it, it is what you, it you'll is. You'll get cable putting random movies on, or a marath- some random marathon of a show they owe the syndication for. Yeah. All day on Sunday. Yeah, you'll get that type of stuff. I'll tell you who's not balling out in Phoenix is Colin Morikawa, who's our pick. I don't, this is Danny's pick. What's this his week. name? Colin Morikawa. If I go to the Super Bowl, you're going to kick him in the nuts for you? Well, we'll see how he plays tomorrow. We, <laughs> we're in third in this whole league. We'll walk up to him, but this is for Danny. We've got to keep the momentum going. He made. I didn't like the pick. I did not like the pick. I, I, I let him know. it wasn't. But he picked the winner, our first winner, two weeks ago, so I couldn't really say that much. I was a Scotty Scheffler guy. We'll see how he plays. But Morikawa, not off to a great start. The wind out there is crazy. I honestly don't know if you're just screwing me with names or you're being. I, you don't. Yeah, people know that you don't know golf. That's fine. I know literally nobody you're mentioning. It's fine. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, traded today. More of you guys on the text line. Your all thoughts at 502-414-1450. A lot of Kenny Payne stuff that people want us to get to. We'll do the best we can. One segment coming up here. Keep it locked right here on the Big X. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night of feeling That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good night That tonight's gonna be a good night So this was. Are these all songs like when that were the number one songs when the Eagles made like runs in the playoffs? <laughs> Not that intense. I'm thinking this may be like 20. This is from after the, the the last time you all won the Super Bowl. Focus more on the, the decade than the year. Well, I know. I mean, I know they're all like sequential decades. Like, yeah, we established that. Yes, yeah, but I've got uh, no idea what the theme, what ties them all together. You want me to tell you? Yeah. Each song from starting with Hey Jude 1960 to uh, Old Town Road, each controlled number one spot the longest weeks of their decade. Okay. I no, no song in the 1960s. I never would have gotten that, but I like it. Was number one longer than Hey Jude. Now, of all these songs, would you like to guess which one had the number one spot the longest in its respective decade? Which, by the way, when you listen to this as you go through... It just tells you the style of music, how it's changed over the For years. For sure. I mean, so we had Hey Jude, we had Let's Get Physical, we had Debbie Boone, mm-hmm. we had um, One, Sweet, One Day. Sweet Day, Black Eyed Peas. There we, were two. Now, I will say this: there was a tie amongst two of these. I'm gonna say it's One Sweet Day. Now, when I'm, um, you're very close, actually. 
That was second. Okay. No, third. I'm sorry. No, second. Second. Second at 16 weeks atop the number one charts. I don't, sweet day. I don't think it's Let's Get Physical. Am I wrong? Nope. Let's Get Physical was 10 weeks. I think it's Hey Jude or Old Town Road. It is Old Town Road. 19 oh, wow. weeks. Better than the Beatles. Number Little Nas X. Hey Jude, nine. The lowest of all. Wow. And yeah. It actually tied with uh, a theme from a show, but I went with Hey Jude. The other tie was Black Eyed Peas actually tied at 14 weeks with Mariah Carey song. But I didn't want to go back to back Mariah Carey's. That's fine. It's I, I don't even know the song. I, you probably know it. I've never heard what it. What song? The Mariah Carey song that was number it was number one for fourteen weeks in the two thousands. Oh, I guarantee it's that. When you left, you lost a part no, of me. Something about being there with you or being we belong together. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. the song I'm singing. Yeah. Oh, okay. We belong. I've never heard of it. I can't sleep at night when so, you are on my mind. Bobby Womack's on the radio. And Billboard, by the way, did not come out until nineteen fifty eight. So. This is literally every decade in Billboard's history of the top songs of each decade. I like it. That was These good. are the most popular songs. But it's <laughs> That's it. why I was kind of like talking about the one sweet day was shoved down your throat. So I wasn't kidding. It was number one. For I knew it was big weeks. for a long yeah. time. So during the break. Olivia John Byway was 10 weeks. And Debbie Boone was 10 weeks. Okay. During the break, somebody sent me a text. They were like, you're on the college basketball Reddit page. With a like not safe for work tag, which means like you can't see it. They keep to like, click on it. It's like what? It's just somebody basically linking yesterday's the podcast we did the Car Chronicle podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like here's a here's a Louisville fan like trying to you know talk about the problems there. Thought it might be interesting for outsiders to get this take. And I guess they had to use the, the, the not safe for work tag because I we, we cuss in it. But I did like uh-huh. one of the comments that I was just scrolling through real quickly. One of the comments was. I'm an Indiana fan, and I listen to the Mike Rutherford show every single day. I could listen to Mike and Trevor just talk about nothing for hours. I was like, that's, thank you. Now, are that's you, great. Did, did that stick out to you because he had to identify himself as an Indiana fan? Like, you you bashed people for doing earlier? I did, but in this case, it, it applies. Oh, we did find a reason it's good. Well, yeah, because okay. we were talking about, like, this is a Louisville-specific thing. It's nice to identify that you're not, like, a Louisville fan. Because you would assume most fans who listen to the show are Louisville fans, right? Or people who don't know how to change the channel like my mom. That Louisville fans and Nancy. <laughs> That's that's our prime audience. But every now and then you get some fans of other teams tied in. Gary's here. I'm Gary. But I enjoyed that. That was nice. I was like, oh, that was nice to see us scrolling through these comments from people talking about the podcast. Well done. Thank you, whoever you are. Is it Scoots? Maybe. No. He used proper grammar. I can't, I can't be, imagine He can't be Scoots. angry fan because he's. Yeah. Definitely not that guy. He does listen, but he's not just to yell at us. We haven't had angry fan in a while, though, have we? He he's tried to, to uh, text in from like a bunch of different numbers, and it's always the same thing. He's just gotten he went from like lovable angry to like just straight mean angry. That's what happens when you're angry. It, it usually it usually gets worse. It just it 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 got too much. We yeah, it just does it just derailed the show. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex time. Bellerman in here. Maybe we should, you want to sneak out like five minutes early. That's fine. Okay. Who the Knights have tonight? Uh, I don't know. I know West. We have Western on. 1450, and they're playing Middle Tennessee. Nice but little rivalry not, game. But that's not till 730, 7.30. 7.30 start. Bellarmine tonight. Ooh, they're away at Liberty. That'll be tough. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. Gary Liberty. McGee, one of the best players in the country. Liberty, the class of the A-Sun this year. That'll be a tough game. Although we we did knock off Liberty last year in the A-Sun semifinals. So maybe we can – maybe history will repeat itself. Liberty hasn't even been to school that long, have they? They've been around for them. They're, they're, they're good at basketball. I think of Liberty basketball when I was a kid. I think of Marcus Liberty. He played at Illinois, though. <laughs> Great. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Texture says, was Paul Rogers doing the coach's show? If so, did he take issue with KP's implication 
that our current roster comes from bad families. Paul always does the coaches show. He does a great job. It's like it is crazy to sit down there. Kenny Payne is far more forthcoming and kind of more of an open book when he's sitting there with Paul. I don't know if he's more comfortable than he is in the pregame and postgame press conferences, but Paul gets a lot out of him. He talks a lot. Maybe in this particular instance, he got too much out of him because he said some stuff that that the fans didn't really like. But I, I, I only heard the clip of him giving this spiel. I didn't hear what Paul said afterward. Paul, I mean, I think Paul and Kenny get along great. I think Paul is is very much in Kenny Payne's camp. I think he's he's rooting for him. I can't imagine that he was critical after that answer. I think he probably just. Oh, technically, we were all rooting question. for. Him. We're all rooting for Kenny Payne, which is a misnomer. But well, let me rephrase that. We're all rooting for Louisville. Yeah, but in in, in turn, we're all rooting for Kenny Payne. If he's like, head coach, then like then I think because I've got no relationship with Kenny Payne. I've never. I don't think I've ever met him. I don't think I've ever talked to him. But all I hear are great things about him as a person. Again, he's a good guy. He gets the good guy treatment. He's a former player. He's handled himself, I think, with class since he got here, all that stuff. I want him to succeed. I just am not seeing signs that it's going to happen right now. That's the whole thing. Nobody's rooting against him. I mean, I can't say no. Maybe there are people out there who are just rooting for him to fail because I don't don't even know why. I want this to work. What's more of a backhanded compliment in sports? He's a nice guy or he's sneaky athletic? Nice guy is the more because nice guy means you just like you mean sneaky athletic can be a really good player. It just means pretty much like you're not athletic. No, it, or you're white. It means you're white. <laughs> I was to say you're a white quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> it's your white or or you don't have the physical other descriptions that typically come with dudes who are super athletic, but you are actually athletic. Like game, he's a game manager. Well, that's that's not a that's <laughs> I think that's more of a like backhanded compliment than the sneaky athletic thing. Okay, because game managers means you you kind of suck. You just yeah you, you don't suck enough to lose, but you, you you're okay to win. It means you just don't screw up on a team with a really good defense. Which does what Delfer even said. He's like proud to call himself a game manager. That's yeah, I think the thing. Yeah, he comes in. He's like he's like I see the players around me, and I'm basically like just don't screw it up, and you're gonna be fine. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere Tony Banks is like I wish I could try that. That's what he tried to do. You know, if he'd sucked, if he had sucked just a little bit though. Chris Redman might have been the Super Bowl winning quarterback that year. He might have been, for sure. He was second string at that point behind Tony Banks. Texas, does KP's cost per win ever go below $1 million by the time he— Surely to God it does. Yeah. Surely to God. I mean, probably the last year or two, I would say. Surely we're going to win more than than three games next season. (laughs) Texas, if the current players are so bad and won't listen, then why in the hell with the portal— I don't know what this means— if the current players are so bad and won't listen, why in hell with the portal so they stay? I don't know. Why would they stay? I think he's probably saying. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. If he's asking that, I'm gonna tell you I don't expect many to. I, well, I think that's obvious. I think we. Yeah. I think you expect. Payne has spoken glowingly about Mike James. I think you expect him to stay as long as he wants I to stay. I, I see Trainer probably staying. I just, I mean, he could get other options. He sh- he would get other many other options, but. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just selfish. I'd like to see him. And, him and I think Trainer probably will because I, I remember there was a big to-do when Kenny Payne was rumored to be the guy that DePaul was going to hire. There was b- Basically, somebody told me, like, if Payne gets the DePaul job, J.J. is going to go to DePaul. Yeah. I mean, if tra- let's just say this. If Trainer didn't leave after last year, probably a good chance he's not leaving after this year. Yeah. Texas says, one of the disappointing things is realizing how many former players I just don't like anymore. Never meet your heroes. I mean, you... There's there's several players that that played for you know professional teams or even collegiate teams that I I love them as a player I just don't like them as a person I'm not going you know hang yeah. out with them yeah that's you, you that's where you just got to that's where you just got to separate business from fanhood mm-hmm. it can be done it's easily done Texas Shire will be fired in two years Hubert Davis will be fired in three years 
I mean, they've already pretty much hired Wes Miller to be his replacement anyway. Yeah, but he bought himself some more time with that run last year, for sure. I think you do kind of worry about it being a Kevin Ollie-type situation where Ollie comes in, sets the world on fire, wins the national title, and then it becomes clear that it was – I mean, they had a fluky run in 2014, and it's clear that the fluky run was just that. Hubert, I mean, there's no excuse with the – I mean, they basically have the same team that almost won the national title last year, and they might miss the NCAA tournament. There's – just no, it's zero not because they almost missed the tournament last year. But what he's got going for him is he's got the number one recruiting class in America coming in. And like the next he's killing it with recruiting. So did Doherty. Yeah. Not not <laughs> not like this. Not like this. His team won the national title two years after he left. Yeah. Texas says Delta Eight is legal weed in KY in Indiana. It works. I don't know anything about like that. Fake weed. Yeah, I don't I've no, like that, well, that sounds like that honey badger fake weed smoke. That stuff's nasty. Texture says, I would bet a decent bit of coin that no blue blood makes the Final Four this year. I mean... I still think Kansas can make the Final Four. Yeah, I think they could, too. Um, depends on ma- matchups. I mean, generic speak, but yeah. I, mean, uh, I, mean, I think UCLA can make the Final Four. I think... Um, I mean, if we're saying blue bloods are just like the top seven, I mean, Indiana, I think, can make the final. Yeah, four. like what I think Indiana's a very good chance of making a final four run, especially if they get the right matchup as a four. If they get like a four or five seed and they get in the right number one, like even like a Kansas, I could see them easily. Not easily, but yeah, I could see them definitely making a run like they did, like I said, in, in 2001. I'm surprised Kentucky hasn't gotten it together more. I thought I thought they were kind of, I thought they were going to be a sneaky team. They still may be. I mean, you consider Arizona but they looked, a blue blood? I don't. That's that's also where you where you draw the line for what you consider a blue blood too. But they could make the final four. Yeah, and Arizona's. I mean, they traditionally back to the '80s have been a prominent program. I mean, I think they're probably. I think they're a top ten all time program. Yeah, I feel confident in saying like, that. How 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 much time do you have to be a top tier program to be considered blue blood? I mean, let's not forget. Duke, I don't know. We, I mean, this, this is a summer discussion. We I know. I'm just saying because it. Duke doesn't go almost. Arizona goes almost as far back as Duke. Yeah, but they don't have. They've got one national. True, team. but they've still been good. Does Kenny Payne criticize his own coaching or preparation without also blaming the players? No, honestly, if not that I've heard, he is he's trying to do it more. I think he hears that criticism. He comes out in the second sentence after the pit game and says, "I blame myself." But then you know, it kind of loses its value when then you spend the rest of your answers talking about like what the players aren't doing and how you're trying to get through to them and they're like they're not getting it. I tried to tell him to be ready for a fight. They weren't ready for it. It's like, so is it really your fault or yeah, is, it, no, he, is it their fault? No, he's doing the, I bl- it's the I'm sorry I offended you version. I mean, yeah. he's like, I blame myself that they're not, they're not doing what I'm telling them. He, and, and to be fair, like Rick, Rick Pitino did this all the time where he would do the whole thing where it was like, I take complete blame for this and now let me tell you exactly why it's not really my fault. Like, that's a, it's not a Kenny Payne specific thing. But again, Pitino could get away with that because when it was happening, we were losing a game to drop to 22 and 4 overall, whereas Payne is dropping to 3 and 21. And Patino wouldn't make changes and would explain what the changes that need to be made and why they're he being would. made. He would. And it made sense. Like when he, yeah. when he laid it all out, you're like, okay, yeah, I, I, I totally see that. And now we're not getting really any explanation. Texas, that's the kicker. Louisville's having the worst season in their history and likely in Power Six history. And they're doing so in a league that is as bad as it's been in perhaps decades and against an overall schedule that is likely Louisville's worst in like 20 years. Not a great schedule. It's not. The teams that we we thought were good that kicked our ass early in the year have not turned out to be very good. And the bad like teams Bellamy. that kicked our ass have turned out to be pretty bad. I was going to say, I, I, can you be more specific? Everyone, everyone's kicked our ass. <laughs> and more, I mean, losing by – you only lost by one point to Wright State, Trevor. Losing by one point to Wright State is literally getting your ass kicked by Wright State. Yeah. 
Oh, they beat somebody by like 40 last night, but they're not very good. Texas EMU? says, <laughs> no, it was not EMU. EMU's playing well now. They're, I know they they're coming back a little bit. I wish we had Stanley. Texas, all my homies hate Mattress Mac. Yeah, everybody hates Mattress Mac. I don't know why. What's... He's just annoying. Now, who's the one that would always show up behind the... Marlins man. Yeah, the Marlins guy. Yeah. I love how you right away knew that. I know where you're going. I know how your brain works. <laughs> I couldn't you have been a teacher in high school. Texas, I would take <laughs> Russ Smith for the apocalypse partner. Yeah. Mm. Russ is too unpredictable. You gotta have somebody that can at least like Shane Bahan would be wouldn't be bad. I, I, I would. Are you kidding me? That's like he'd be like bottom five on my list. Ellis Miles maybe. No. You don't. Like, no. Texas Stephen Van Trees looks like a doomsday planner. I would go with him. I can see that. I can see SVT being a guy who would thrive in a post in a post apocalypse world. Mm. I can. Texas is it too soon in in Trevor's heroic recovery to name it throbbing? I can't say that. I can't say what you said. I can't. I can't. Uh, you know I can't say it that. Says. It's a it's the word a, throbbing does give it. Oh, <laughs> you talking about my disease? What I had? Throbbing colitis Thursday. Colitis, yeah. <laughs> but he, but he actually says the the word that it sounds well, like when you funny when, when you, you mispronounce when you it. Say it yeah. It's not. Yeah, I'm not mispronouncing it. That's how it's spelled. Okay. Texas Jonah Hill and This Is the End might be the funniest anyone has ever been in anything. It's a it's a great movie. What if, I don't know the dude from the the is it Michael Cena or whatever his name is Sarah. Yeah, he's pretty funny. At the beginning, he's great. I mean, the problem with the whole coke and the cell phones. I mean, I'll walk on. you through this. I'll walk you through. I've never done this drug before. <laughs> then he gets stabbed right with like the light post or something. The, well, yeah, and then the, the, his phone, cell phone that he's accusing everybody of stealing, starts ringing in his pocket. And yeah. like, oh, bleep! That's embarrassing. <laughs> There's a lot of funny people. Craig Robinson's good in that movie. It's, he is. Yeah, it's a very underrated movie. Uh, somebody, you mentioned the leave Britney alone guy. Yeah, and somebody has now sent in a altered image of him saying leave Kenny alone. <laughs> That's been a long time since the leave Britney alone guy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like, it was like 07, 08. It was early. Yeah. Early. Texas Trevor sounds like a bandwagon fan. How? This is from your origin story. People just like, I think people just say this now to get you mad. Okay. Yeah. Texas. Have you seen the rumor going around on Twitter? The bandwagon is dude. <laughs> have you said, have you seen the rumor going around on Twitter that Caleb love is now dating RJ Davis's ex? It's that time of the year. I'm like, I, I don't know if that's true. I'm going to have to look into this. But I I say this every year. You know that things are going bad at power programs. When the rumor starts, it's almost always a backcourt thing of, hey, I heard Dewan Wheat sleep with Alvin Simpson's girlfriend. It happens every year, and it's never true. What did I tell you earlier the in the show? There was the Patrick Sparks raised on Rondo. There was, so I told this story. What did I tell you earlier in the show? I told this story at the the live show we did with, with Tyson Tate at, at Headliners. And I was like, growing up, you always heard it. It was when thing when the team had a couple bad days. It was like, hey, I've heard B.J. Flynn is sleeping with Cameron Murray's girlfriend or something like that. It, yeah. it always, it almost always was guards. And like three, two months later, after telling that story, I got a DM when Louisville lost a couple of games in a row. That was I won't name the players because I think one of them is still here. But it was like Stephen Enoch. I heard is sleeping with so and so's girlfriend. And I was like, it's that time of the year, baby. It's it's happening. This is how it works. Preach the choir, dude. I told you this earlier. This is what we're gonna find out. This is what all is about with Ellis. But it's never true. It's always a rumor. That's so. That's the. There's that's, always truth to every rumor. That's not true. That that's the January February <laughs> rumor. The NCAA tournament rumor is always he had money on the game. Like Francis Garcia, he threw the Final Four. I already bet on Illinois. He had money on the game. He needed his 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 family was in sort of sort of catastrophe. They needed the money. There was Terrence Williams had that against Michigan State. That's always the end of the season rumor. He had money on the team. I, it was hard to argue that that five overtime game against Notre Dame with Russ. By the way, exactly exactly <laughs> ten years ago today. 
that was the game where you watched every shot he took at the end of every regulation and overtime. It was like, well, he just didn't know what to do. I clearly, but I'm just like, it was like, dude. How about that? You bring that game up it was exactly ten years ago today. It popped up on my memories because me and my buddies went to the game, oh, yeah. uh, which was a, a not cool experience. The last point shaving incident was your boy from Louisville, I guess, at Northwestern, wasn't it? Not your I boy, though. Lee, the one at Cal was, I guess, before then. Yeah, and then you had you had Steve Smith at Arizona State. That was in the nineties, early two thousands. Texas, next time Trevor goes on vacation, you need guests to fill time. Book Andrew Tate for an interview. You'll have record high ratings in the history of Louisville Radio. Well, he's gonna have to get out of prison first and second. That would not, I would never do Andrew that. Andrew Tate's in prison? Yeah, for sex trafficking in Romania. I thought he, Andrew Tate sucks. I mean, I come thought, on. I thought he did thought he did the North Carolina show with you. No, that's that's not Andrew Tate. Oh. That's <laughs> Tate Frazier. <laughs> I was like, Texas, Matt Simons would be my doomsday buddy. Matt Simons rules. Matt Simons, Matt Simons claim to fame to me is listed as a starter over Samaki Walker on Coach K. Basketball. He once, I once mentioned that on a radio show. <laughs> he was listening. He called into the show to talk about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, I play with myself all the time." Like, which sound bad that I just said it out loud. But he's like, "I would." He's like, "I wouldn't sub myself out." It was great. I remember. I always tell something about Simon just real quick. Is when my mom worked at my mom used to work at Biggs. She worked like the deli department. And she came on one day, and she was like, I met a Louisville player and got his autograph for you. I was like, I was so excited. I was like, ooh. It was Matt Simon. <laughs> Matt Simons is the man. I don't even know. I was like, how did you even know he was a basketball player? She's like, well, he's tall. I was like, okay. I had a friend. We used to go to, like, he would go to the mall back in the day when we were, like, in grade school. And anytime there was anybody somewhat tall, he'd be like, I think it's a Louisville player. I'm like, not oh, every yeah. I'm like, not every tall person is a Louisville basketball player. Let but me, a lot of times they were. They were always at the mall. Speaking of how to grab well, you, you I worked in the mall, you surprised me after. I saw I met Don Magley, I met me a ham. There I you go. Greg Garrell at the mall. Yeah. Um did you ever I did this when I was young when I was like I think I was like nine or ten when I did it, but did you ever do the send the uh the card or the letter to the player asking for an autograph? Did you ever do yes. that mail? I don't because you're a little. I did it to Barry me. Sanders. I remember, and I okay. I never got anything back. I remember I sent it out to a ton of NBA players, and I'm a very I, I got half back. I remember Weber sent me back uh, like uh, like just like a bunch of like crap from like his fan club, like a keychain. That sounds about right. <laughs> and he sent me a picture, but it wasn't. It was signed, but it was like this this lithogram stamp sign. Like, I, I just remember I had a friend who like sent them. He, he did that to like everybody. That was the first. That's how I learned about it. He's like, I sent all these. I got all these autographs. Yeah. And I think I tried with Barry Sanders and maybe a couple other people, and I never got anything back. I did it like I must say I was like ten or eleven, maybe. So yeah, it was about ninety one, ninety two ish, and I'd sent to like NBA in college. He even sent like Michigan to the Weber and stuff, and because I was you know just trying to get all the favorite players. Understandably so. I never got. I never, but the thing is, I always sent a card. I don't think I ever got any of them back. Like they never even sent the card back to me. Seems scandalous. <laughs> All right, we got, uh, real quickly, this college hoops tonight, a lot of lopsided games. Um, I was on at Purdue, number one in the country. Purdue's an eight-point favorite. This is 7 o'clock on ESPN2. TK, who you got? I'm sorry, I was doing something. Wrong. Iowa at Purdue. Um, oh, Purdue. Eight-point spread. Cover. I can win it cover. I'm, yeah. with, I'm with you there, too. Uh, San Francisco plays at Gonzaga. Gonzaga. It was a close game the first time. San Francisco's had a little bit of a down year. I think Gonzaga probably covers there. Cool. St. Mary's at Loyola Marymount. I'm going to say this. I think, I think St. Mary's wins. I think LMU covers. I think I that'll be a tough game. LMU's played well this year, haven't they not? They're okay. They're hit or miss. I'd They're, love to see LMU do another extra run. I was all, I was all in that 90 run for them. They're trying. I mean, they, they've, they've put money into the program. They're trying to at least – they've gotten significantly better in recent years. They've just not been playing that great The that best recently. pro player off that 90 LMU team actually ended up being a baseball player in Terrence Long. Okay. 
We've also got, again, Louisville women's basketball, 7 o'clock tip-off, cards on the road taking on Virginia. You can hear that on 970 WGTK. We've got Western Kentucky taking on Middle Tennessee on the Big X. 7.30 pregame, 8 o'clock tip-off. And then we got Bellarmine against uh, Liberty. Yep. Gary's in here to do that, right, Gary? What's that? You putting them <laughs> on the air? Uh, not yet. Okay. <laughs> Point being, keep it locked right here. Countdown. Go Cards, beat Virginia. Everyone have a fantastic Thursday. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow at 3 to wrap up the week. Have a terrific Thursday.